Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, are, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome into a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. You can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you're liking us and following us on Facebook and also subscribing to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. All of our videos, live shows can be seen there, including the Brian Bailey Show coming back next Monday. That'll be on uh, with Mike Houston. So get ready for that as well. We got a lot of guests to get to on today's show. We'll continue to talk area high school football. They'll get underway with official practices coming up next week and we're just a few weeks away from the season beginning today we will take a trip down the road and talk to todd Lipe from aiden grifton high school he'll join us coming up on the pirate radio live line in about 30 minutes or so at four o'clock we'll talk to the new head coach out at south central kendrick parker he'll join us in the pirate radio studios coming up today at four o'clock at 4 30 we'll talk to patrick mason look around baseball talk some football with patrick from the daily reflector and at five o'clock steven Igo is here we will preview the east carolina defensive line i've also given out homework assignments to chandler cj myself and Igo to pick their 10 rank their 10 most important ecu football players on the 2022 roster so we will go over that as well coming up in the five o'clock hour Charlie Rhodes is producing. CJ Schaefer here. Chan Man to my left. And Mike Mullis joins us to kick it off here on a Wednesday. What's up, gentlemen? Chandler, ladies first. Shirley? Clip, what's up, buddy? Somebody yes. talk to me. There you go. <laughs> I need somebody to speak. He was saying hello. I was assuming ladies first being the hey, gentleman that hey, I am. Hey, CJ. The only guy off mic talking. Oh. Molly, gentlemen, as always, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, and I'm fired up because we didn't even tell you about this. It went so well last Wednesday. We're running it back Doing again. It again. Well, I find it interesting that you guys are picking uh, the 10 most important people on the roster. Ten. Why do you find that interesting? Because, I mean, that's almost half the starters. I mean, wouldn't it be, like, wouldn't it be more critical to say, let's pick the three keys or the three most critical people? Sure. Ten is We're a given lot. a top three. Ten is a lot. 10 is a lot. Let's just pick the top 22. You're not even involved in this. And you know why? One reason is I didn't want to ask you to do it because you'd crap all over it like you're doing now. But it, I, I'm asking, is, I don't is, even know what to say. is 10 not a lot when you only have 22 starters? Three each doesn't kill an hour. Well, Molly, I've got one guy up here that's not on the 22 starters that you're talking about. Okay. Because they're special team. I don't know. Maybe you're a baseball guy. You're not really a football guy. You don't understand the three phases of football, <laughs> no. how it all works. Yeah. That, what, now, what is this football you speak of? Good grief. I just think 10's a lot. 
Let's pick the most 15 well, you know critical what? guys we, to the basketball program. Yeah, you are. That is not even a. You think? Do you think you're making a good point right now? Yeah, there's lots of people comparing basketball to football. There's plenty of with the roster sizes. But you have to realize, Mully, there's nobody going ten. There's a lot. There's a lot of depth on this team, more than there ever has been. There's going to be a lot of new hats. Well, let's name twenty then, if there's that much depth. There's way too many. What is wrong with naming ten football players? I just you're going to name thirty in total, and I'm sure there'll be some overlap. I mean, Holt Nailers. I mean, we could probably rattle this off and save the listeners the misery later. <laughs> do it. Go ahead. Well, well, you had a, do you it. Had a question. You on can't that. do it. That's why. Because 10's too many. Good grief, man. Well, I just think 10's a lot. I, I, coming in hot, but I think unnecessarily hot. I say plenty of things you can take offense to. Well, that was the first one you gave me an opportunity today. <laughs> I disagree. I'm sure there'll be something else. Uh, I know. Wait for that How instead about, of this. All right. Let's. Carry on. It's a good looking app. Thank you. Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Jets guy. Big Winnipeg Jets guy. Uh, I think they're the Bombers. How about the... Oh, you're talking football. Yeah. I was talking hockey. Let's name the 10 most uh, important hurricanes. Fran Floyd. <laughs> this guy's got a joke for it. This That's why I love only. Molly. That's why I love Katrina. Molly. Katrina was pretty pretty critical. He came in here hot today, and I like it. Uh, Molly. Where to begin? Let's talk yeah, pirate yeah. football. Well, no, let's, Most let, important let, let's, player. Let's talk, let's, <laughs> let's talk football. But let, let me ask you, and I heard uh, Jerry Jones' comments before we went on through uh, with Rome. Mike McCarthy, I mean, Jerry Jones is 80 years old. Is there any chance that McCarthy gets the Cowboys to the playoffs? Yeah. Like they did last year? Yeah. yeah. Do you keep, do you, well, yeah. That was a dumb question. Well, yeah. he went one and done. Maybe win a game in the playoffs. Maybe yes, the there's a chance. Okay. Why do you keep him around when you've got uh, Sean Payton out there hanging around? Who has, I think, made enough innuendo that that's where he wants to go. Would you rather have Sean Payton than... Well, who's the coach of the? So, what is he doing now? He's hanging out. I I literally think he's waiting on the Cowboys' job. I don't. That's my whole. That's my whole thing to it. Is 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 he's out there just kind of hanging out? Maybe he doesn't want it. No, I think that's exactly what he wants, but he can't have it right now because right now the you know Jerry Jones is up. You know, uh, Mike McCarthy's. You know, I don't even think he's up his butt. I think it's just the fact that he. Look, he let Jason, Jason Garrett hang around for a decade. I mean, come on. I, it's hard to believe somebody – and, and again, maybe it's the puppet on the sideline kind of deal. But this dude's 80. He's got to be desperate to at least get to a Super Bowl. Again, you're assuming Sean Payton wants that job. I, from what I am reading and have heard him say, it certainly sounds like that is where he wants to be. Well, if that is the case, then I, I can't answer it because clearly Jerry Jones would rather have him than Mike McCarthy. I would think so. I don't think McCarthy is is long for Dallas. No, I, no, exactly. I'd be surprised if he makes it through the year. But they could come out and absolutely lay an egg. Yes, they could win a game in the playoffs. Their division's not good, but they are not good. They're right, talented. But somebody's got to win it and yeah. host a playoff game. I, I mean, I get that, but they, I don't know if it's going to be them. It might not be. If it's not, who, who will is it be? It? I, that's that's it. a good. Who is it? That, in a bad conference, you're right. Who? I know who you want to say, and I'm not going to say it just because you want me to say it. I know. You're not going to say it just because I want you to say it. That's right. How about Nicholas Cage showing up to practice dressed as Aaron Rodgers the other day? Put the bunny in the box. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. 
now was he doing that was that an homage to what was the character's name in uh in con air oh gosh uh i should know this he had the terrible louisiana accent yeah cp is the initials uh cameron poe cameron Cameron poe was he doing that on purpose i it certainly looked intentional i would uh if he's just walking the street dressed like that now there's we are we are deeper into a psychoanalytical need no way he's showing up the the first day of training camp in a wife beater in jeans and hair grease back yeah there's no way all right without some sort of purpose i that we need to see like a uh, time lapse pictures of aaron Rodgers from like the first day in green bay well do you remember how pretty he was waiting for his name to get called at the draft he was all his hair was nice and he kind of he had a pretty boy clean shaved man yeah yeah Yeah. pretty might be a stretch but yeah he was he was well groomed well cloth who do you think's pretty um my wife Good, good answer. Good player. This is a good place to start. That's a, that's a good answer. I'll tell you who's pretty. Uh, looking for a team right now, Jimmy Garoppolo. Pretty Jimmy. You know, and, and I've heard the talking heads, and of which we all won right now, but bringing uh, Garoppolo to Carolina, that's just – let's just have a – just because you have three mediocre dudes doesn't mean you can put them together and have one good one. I've heard nobody say that. Who's said, who has said uh, that? That was on – well, that was you've your, heard people your talk buddy at Tiebreakers it was on after a, his eighth it beer? Was, it was on another network. You've heard this since we've signed Baker Mayfield. Correct. There's there's been talks of Jimmy G coming to Carolina. There's been – what's the guy's name out of Raleigh? Um, Adam Gold. Has said that it it, it was more of a what if – you know, kind of a what if Carolina brought him in. If they could get the same kind of deal that they got with Baker Mayfield, i.e. San Francisco pays all the money – why not put Garoppolo in that room? Sounds like fool's gold to me. Well, they're all fool's gold. (laughs) Uh, I was making fun of Adam Gold's name. (laughs) Uh, What is the point of doing that? Yeah. There is no point. You've already got two two guys about like him. I I think Baker. Just give Baker the ball. That's what they're going to do. Now, i got to say, I think Garoppolo's better than Baker. I'd rather have Bo. That's pretty close. I mean, I think Garoppolo's better. I mean, he's obviously done more. He's been around a little longer. I can't wait for There's you. There's a team out there on that West Coast that needs a quarterback, and that's the Seattle Seahawks with Drew Drew Locke and Geno Smith on their roster. Like, who, who's out of those two? Who do you start? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I can't wait for Mully and the, his Packers to have this conversation when the Favre and Rogers stuff is already is is finally over. I mean, is Jordan Love the next oh, guy? Oh, he's the guy. Back? Mully does not like Jordan Love. He's so good. Does not like right, Jordan Love at all. That's awful. It's <laughs> awful. You haven't even seen him, really. He he, he's all. You know why we hadn't seen him? Because you have Aaron Rodgers. he's awful. Come on, man. <laughs> why do you think they just bowed down to Aaron Rodgers like, man, look, please don't leave us? They bowed down to Aaron Rodgers by giving him the worst receiving core he's ever had in his career. And the most money. 50 that million is true. Year. Yep. That is true. So what's, what's your, y'all's take on the Kyler Murray deal? Like, they have to put in there that he has to do his homework? I don't know how that's going to be enforced. I don't either, but it's just funny that it's even that in there. That was weird. I mean, you just gave him a quarter of a billion dollars, $250 million, and you're going to tell him, oh, by the way, we need you to make sure you clean your room up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's an extra instead of just saying it to him they put it in the writing like reminding him i don't know i don't get it at all he's gonna do what he does are they going what to what happens if he if he doesn't do a that? pre-snap read are they gonna like notice well, that and say he, he didn't, didn't do, do his homework didn't do your homework i don't know 
I, you know, and and again, and uh, I've heard the comparison, and and you remember the Mike Vick statement. Hey, if I if had I studied more film, I would have probably won a Super Bowl. It's a Troy D comment. You, well, you would think that that a guy like Kyler Murray, stylistically, they've got some similarities. That you know, you would go, <laughs> Hey, man, I, I probably need to listen to Mike. That's probably the better play by the Cardinals is reach out to Vick and say, Vick, how about giving uh give our guy a call, and let's talk to him about this. It would be interesting in a court of law or whatever if like. The Cardinals say, we're not paying you this. You didn't study. And we can prove it like this. And, like, what would that, what then, would that then hearing it would be? Then ca- it would be a countersuit for, like, cyber stalking or something. <laughs> we went through your internet activity. Right. And we've, yeah, we, we know that you're not truly studying. We know that you had uh, a friend doing this for you. Yeah, somebody. He had the backup quarterback doing yeah, his work for him. Checking the boxes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but he he got his deal, so... That's why all that matters. What did you think of the? I like doing this, Molly. I like talking to NFL. Okay, this me is too. fun. I'm having fun right now. Well, that's great. I'm having a blast. Chandler, how are you? I feel great. I feel like Molly talking about the college realignment. You're you're excited. It, you're very excited. Um, how about the unnamed defensive coordinator and his comments about Lamar Jackson? But I don't care if he wins MVP twelve times. He's still not a, a clutch quarterback. Um first of all it was probably jack del rio well first off you better hope lamar don't find out who it was <laughs> he's gonna smoke him because i think he was circled that date on the calendar that that dude is as good so no one athlete. knows who said that no one knows who made that statement no but jack del rio was trending on twitter the day it came out everybody's oh, wow. speculating it was him um hey even the, the smartest move in the nfl this year bill belichick doing belichick things not naming matt patricia the offensive coordinator why is that smart? Because the Lions now have to pay Matt Patricia. Oh. So he's on the Lions' dime. Oh, uh, that's like one of those things where, like, when rough. Like a coach leaving the college yeah. and they got, you know, hey, you, if you go somewhere else, your contract's null and right. void. But if you, you know, if you go volunteer, when, when Logan left here and went to Europe and was working with NFL Europe for whatever medial amount of money, uh, the school still had to pay him. So that's one of those deals where, um, where you know they've got to pay the lions have to pay patricia to call plays for the patriots i didn't know that part of it that is interesting because i saw a tweet about matt patricia today that he's out there at practice running the whole thing calling and he, plays. he's the offensive coordinator they're just not giving him the title but he doesn't have the title well, he, what is his title like offensive assistant Co- analyst whatever. coach coach yeah Coach. Coach. Well, previously when he was in New England, wasn't he a defensive guy? Wasn't he their def- defensive coordinator? I don't know that. Hmm. I wouldn't think so. I would think he'd have been an offensive guy the whole time, but I don't know that. Who was there? Josh McDaniels. Yeah. That's right. I, right. Thought, I thought Matt Patricia was a defensive-minded guy. He was. You're right. So now is he – are you – is he – He's calling the offense. No, yeah, you're right. He's listed as a senior football advisor, offensive line coach huh. for the team. Yeah. Wow, advisor. I guess yeah, so they, 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 they stay out of having to pay him. <clears throat> he, uh, That's brilliant. And I bet he's got money deferred to next year, and they'll put the title on him, and he'll get this year's money and last year's money. Way to go, Belichick. Uh, taking advantage he's just, of the That system. dude's just two steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. It's the old when we're playing checkers, old Bill's playing chess. That's cool. He'll he'll enjoy watching the playoffs from home this year. Think so? Nah, that's that's a bold statement. Yeah, I think so. I think they go uh, to the third round. Hmm. 
Okay. I'll take the Bills. Wait, you're saying they go to the championship? Well, uh, they may have to play their way in via the wild card. Yeah. So win the wild card, win divisional round, and lose in the AFC that's, championship. That's kind of. Uh, there's too many good teams. Everybody in the West, I like better than New England. Isn't it funny how some of these are so loaded and some of them are so bad? Yes. And I mean, you would think in professional sports it could not be that way. Like, you would think everybody would be at least relative. And right now it's on paper. The NFL is designed to have a bad team the year before be good the next year. So we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. But on paper, the West is loaded. The South stinks. Uh, the East is pretty even. There's some Bills people. are really good. Bills are really good. Dolphins, Patriots might be okay slash good. Jets are down. and then Down. They, they can't be further down. Jets are down, down. North is good. Bengals, Browns, depending on the QB situation, and the Ravens are always the good. The Browns aren't going to be relevant. Okay. Steelers aren't good. Steelers are not good. What, can Tomlin hang on? I don't know. They. Have, I'm talking about not not to his job. I think he's safe there. But can they hang on? Can he hang on to never having had a losing season? The streak. Uh, I'm gonna say that's extremely impressive. I'm gonna say it ends this year. And well, they went eight and eight last year with no, with like us playing quarterback. Well, they went nine and uh, nine and seven and one because yeah. Oh, did they go? Okay, because there's no uh, eight and eight anymore. I uh, tried. I tried, but they. I mean, they had nobody playing quarterback uh and this year do they have somebody playing quarterback no did they upgrade from old ben well I, who knows CJ, I mean, you are you think, staying out of this on purpose you got to think that's a little better right well who's better mitchell trubisky 2022 or ben roethlisberger on his last leg ben I, or not ben i'm sorry uh God. mitchell by a pretty good margin i okay. gotta think so i gotta think so what did you think about ben's comments about these young players getting coddled he needs to just disappear. He needs to go on. I saw him once and didn't look any more into it because I, <laughs> I don't know. How about the uh, new 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 helmet deal for the NFL? What do you think about the Panthers' uh, black helmets? Uh, I quite frankly didn't. That's one I did not see. Uh. The one that I that most grabbed my eye was the was the uh, Cincinnati. Oh, uh, too. That was I like white tiger cool. or the white bingo. I like the snow tiger. Uh, yeah. It's the, pretty cool. I like that one. I didn't like the Bears orange. Troy D does. I was kind of surprised by that. Well, by default, then I'll go the other way. <laughs> but I but I didn't like it. I'm going with you then. Wow. Gosh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. We got Mully in a pickle here. Yeah. We got him trapped <laughs> between first and second. We got him in a pickle. We got a Mully grin, pickle! too. Oh, boy. What's he going to do? All right. No, I'm with you. I think it was stupid that they couldn't have more than one helmet, and I'm glad they're implementing that this year well, then you know who's really glad the helmet folks sure and think about the memorabilia or the, the paraphernalia or whatever memorabilia the swag that'll be sold yeah i got paraphernalia i could sell you if you're i bet interested. you do <laughs> <laughs> no i like the helmets i like the i like bouncing around like this molly what is your uh what's the worst rule in sports oh there's the creative one well i have a football one that i want to talk well, you, about again go ahead and get y'all's take on it oh i think i know what you're i think i'm going to say it too can I go ahead and say it? Just say it, Clip. This is, is it ridiculous. the touchback? It's the touchback. Yeah. What a dumb rule. Yeah. Why are you putting the ball 20 yards down the other way? For the other team. It makes no sense. You fumble. It's, it's, a, it's a safety deal. It's a safety deal. It, 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 it eliminates a couple runbacks. 
run backs. Run backs. I guys think, it, I think if it's a safety deal, it eliminates guys diving recklessly to the end zone. No, no, no. You're, you're saying on a on a kick, balls through the end no, zone. No, I'm saying a fumble uh, through fumble, the end zone. Uh, no, Run, okay. Running back dives for the pylon. It's yeah. not out of his hands. It goes in the back of the end zone. Touchback. The defense gets the ball at the 20. The defense never recovered that football. Why are they getting the ball? If they recovered in the end zone, sure, that's fine. But if the ball goes out of the end zone, then... I think the offense should keep the ball if you want to penalize them some yards or whatever. Put them that's at the fine. twenty. Yeah, I think it's it's ridiculous to give the other team the ball when they didn't earn the ball. Okay, fair enough. All right, Chandler, what you got? That was mine. <laughs> we well, got share share brain here. We basically do. So if we only used our brains, Molly, we could barely use the toilet without just getting stuff everywhere. That's a terrible example. We have to combine. <laughs> terrible. That is awful. Have, that's awful. We have to combine our brains. I wonder if Tiger's kid. That's as bad as the Tiger. <laughs> the Tiger Woods statement. What's the Tiger's kid's name? Oh yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie's going to be a good receiver. God, I hope he's <laughs> playing some football. We talked about it the other day that we kind of hope. The problem is, that folks he grows that are, up, signs with Stanford to be a wide receiver. How can go to your house? I will bet you whatever amount you want to bet. And Jump if, in your pool. And for those that are listening that don't know, uh, Clip and I happen to be watching Tiger and Charlie play in the father-son deal, and I made a comment about the size of Charlie's hands, and Clip makes the comment that he would be a great receiver. And I said that may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard considering his name is Charlie Woods, and his dad's a pretty decent golfer. He's got big hands. He's got big hands. Yeah. He cannot lie. <laughs> um why not both? I, look, I, I think, don't you think kids should play multiple sports? Yeah, but golf and football probably don't overlap a whole lot. <laughs> Fair enough. That would be an interesting combination for like a collegiate athlete. Tell that to Tony Romo. Quarterbacks do it all the time. Well, they're not football players. Now, if you had a left tackle doing it, that, that would, be, would be pretty cool. Or a linebacker. How about yeah. a linebacker going out there with that mentality? Lawrence Taylor on a little, a little happy Gilmore mentality in a linebacker body. Just yeah. sprints up there to 18 as the uh, crowd goes wild. All right, that's a dumb rule. Um, Least favorite rule, I, I, I do. Uh, we did talk about this a little bit, and I have to agree. There will be any sporting event ending in a tie. Yeah, I, I don't. That's that doesn't make sense. Like why play? Moreover, why celebrate the tie? And I know that's a big thing in soccer. I don't understand and enough hockey. about it. And hockey. Well, the team that celebrates the tie is the uh, team that was supposed to lose that game. Correct, but still, why would you? I guess it's better than losing because in their standings, you get a point. If I, you that's, tie. And why should you get a point? Let's just play it out. Even if it means a shootout or whatever, let's just let's let's play it till we have a winner. All right. I would say uh, the the uh, the deal when they were putting the runner on second base. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. In an extra inning game, that's pretty bad. Well, they they're doing that now. Well, are they? They're doing it right now. Yeah. Major League Baseball. Man, I'm super into it. Braves stink at at extra innings. Oh, good. Uh, Jenny's here. We can get her uh, top ten football players. She was ready to go last night, so that'll be good. Top ten. Are you ready, Jenny? All right, let's go right now. Come on. You you asked for it. Let's go. Hurry up. Come on. And you said you didn't need to Google it. You said you were ready. So come on in. Come on, Jenny. Let's get your 10. All right. Get my 10. 10 most important ECU football players. So you got number one. It's going to be our QB1. All right, number two. Our center. Do you know, are you going to say their names or just positions? Just positions. Okay. There you go. Number three. That's that's a little twist on you. It's going to be our left tackle. There you go. <laughs> so you're just going to name positions. Nope. Number nope. four. I'm I like bring Ryan Jones in. Number, number five. I'm going to bring our running back duo in. So that's five and six. Number seven. 
And then we're going to bring defense. We're going to bring our safety. <laughs> Number eight. And then why are you getting why are you getting huffy, Chandler? I'm not. I'm listening. This you, is good. Go. You guys match. Don't don't you know this is number eight. This is top ten from a ten. You want my eight? We're gonna go kicker. Uh, yes. Um, I, no, I was trying to think of his name. Kicker. Um, Little white dude. O W. You know I'm not. Yes, Owen Gaffer. And uh, Gaffer. Daffer. We'll call him Daffer. Daffer. Number nine. You know how great I am with names, Clip. Number nine. These kids. Um. We're gonna go. Just give me two seconds. You threw me in on like the. Huge, Let's go, Mike Houston. You called me out last night. The players, I did because you I'm called there me out. every day. I haven't been there, and I didn't really think about it because I brushed you off because you didn't respond. Oh, I responded. Oh yeah, later on. Um, hey, can we play Survivor? So we're gonna go. Um, I beat y'all both. Um, not you. You were on my team. You made it to the last bit. No, I was on. TV I would confuse you. Number nine. Who is number nine? Number ten. No, give me two seconds. All right. Well, give Jenny's me, Jenny's me, gonna. Give me two seconds. We're all gonna right. Go, Jenny's gonna uh, think a second. And let it. We'll yeah. Let it marinate. She was on a roll there. Let it marinate. I wow. mean, really, you're just you just named the safety. We're going to go. Um, I would go right tackle to protect the blind side. Holding his left-handed mullet. Oh. That is a good call. Jenny disagrees. So we'll with go you. right tackle. Okay, number ten, and and then Miles, with a bullet, Miles Berry. And there oh, we go. Yeah. Good Ready job, Jenny. Show out, everybody. Number ten. And um, the O line's just been a little new, so I'm not really sure who we got. All right, but you named them. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Clip. We'll have all kind of match. It's good to see you. Yeah, we well, look like Easter egg. Well, y'all do. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, it's, it's summer, not Easter season, guys. Summertime. All right. Clip. All right. Thanks, Jenny. But Black is slimming. It is. Not that I need it. No. But I wear it anyway. Jenny, thank you for uh, being on the show. Thanks, Jenny. Way to go, Sheldon, everybody. Hey. Jenny Sheldon, everybody. All right. That was a preview of what's coming up in hour three. How exciting was that? You got a whole hour of that coming up? (laughs) Every minute of the hour. Commercial free. Commercial free. Just for the listeners. Sweet. We're just going to name players. In fact, we might expand it, Molly, now that you mentioned it. We might go. How many is on the roster, Chandler? Do we got a hundred? Oh, eighty. Yeah. I think there's a hundred in camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 90. name them all. We can we can just name them all. Well, they carry eighty five scholarships. That would be cool if we could name the least important player on the football team. Yeah, that guy would feel good. Let's na- let's the t- the t- top ten uh, walk ons on the team. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We're doing that. Molly, thank you for giving us the inspiration. Sure, um, that's that's what I try to do. All right, what's going on, Molly? What are you watching? Golf. Yeah, how about the live tour? And that made a little announcement today. When's the Wyndham Championship? Next week. Uh, yeah, this is the Rocket is this weekend. <clears throat> but Wyndham is in North Carolina, right? Uh, I assume it's still there. Although, yeah, that's at Sedgefield, right? It's at Green. It's next week. Yes. And Harold's going to be playing in it. Yeah, sure. Chandler is fired and, up for this tournament. Well, because it's, it's Harold, next week. Yeah, it's, but it's Harold playing this weekend. We'll no, t- I, we'll talk about the Wyndham next week. No, he's nah. not. It, it, what's this weekend? The Rockets. Don't care. Rocket Mortgage. Wyndham <laughs> Championship next week, folks. Mike Mullis will join us next week to preview that. Harold's in it. Can't wait. All right. What was the live announcement? Uh, they announced a, an extended schedule and a little bit more money just in case they didn't have enough. I think the most interesting announcement will come uh, Thursday or Friday in regards to Charles Barkley joining the uh, the team over there. That with, sucks. Faraday and well, it doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving TNT. Okay, well that's fine. But he could. 
that's up yeah so but he's got uh it'll be uh david Faraday, potentially Faraday, barkley and uh well that's gary two McCord. analysts and gary mccord is that a play is that not that there's a play it's by a play different deal anyone. in golf yeah. yeah it's a different deal in golf and there has been some speculation that jim nance has kind of uh, thrown his hat in the ring, but then he came out and made a statement that he's in support of the PGA. I think the whole thing's what we're getting ready to see in golf is going to be really interesting in that uh, with the guys eliminated from the Ryder Cup, that clearly there's a couple guys that were perennial Ryder Cuppers that will not be there. Maybe you see a guy like Harold play himself in the position to be on the Ryder Cup. I think right now he's like at number 11 or 12 with Ryder Cup points. I, so, I think of that. So, I mean, I think it's a cool thing for us because we love Harold. I think it's a um, maybe a, not a great thing for PGA because you don't get to truly see, you know, your best players. Will there ever be – will we ever stop? Is this like conference realignment where it might calm down for a minute, but we're still going to see guys trickle over there? Yeah, you got One three here, You got three. three going this week. You got uh, Charles Howell the third, uh, Kokrak, and – there was another one uh, that's a reasonable name. And you think it'll keep happening like that? I think you're going to see him in chunks. I think the Cam Smith, I, I'll be very surprised if you don't see him announced going over there. Well, at some point, that's going to be the tour where you have the biggest names. That, We're it, getting there. I, now, Sergio reversed skate this year, uh, this week. Sergio had kind of renounced the DP tour, the, the European tour, uh, but apparently he and John Rahm had a conversation and I guess Rom begged him to, hey, let's stay, uh, let's stay the course so we can play in the Ryder Cup. Um, so, uh, so Serge kind of went the other way. He's going back on the DP tour. So, but yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of movement yet to happen. And now they're getting into the broadcast booth and, and moving some guys over. Yeah, clearly that that man, the echo here is incredible. Chandler, they, dang it, they uh, <laughs> they it. uh. Uh, are your headphones on? No. Um, we weren't sharing a brain for that one. That was all No, that was terrible. Um, That's the one that pees all over the bathroom. <laughs> so, we'll let you... Stop. Why are you looking at your watch? You got any uh, No, I'm just looking at... Uh, let's see. There's uh, an Aaron Rodgers. He just tweeted... Or uh, text me. What do you got? Aaron Rodgers uh, updates? He texted me. Um, so, Ryder Cup is keeping some from jumping? One. 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 Yeah. Not some. Yeah. I mean, what else is there other than like loyalty at this point? I, that's because you can play in the majors, right? A, well, for right now, but when you are not in a position of uh, to earn world golf ranking points, I don't know. You know, I don't know how. Oh, you they're going to like change the rules on that, or what? Well, you or just make it if so. they're not so like the FedEx Cup, they just came out with a secondary FedEx Cup list. So the guys that are currently on the Live Tour that are suspended or have turned in their PGA credentials, uh, they are still on the points list right. but they're obviously not in a position to get more points right so that affects money at the end of the year and opportunity to play in the fedex playoffs those guys will not be allowed to play in the playoffs regardless but wherever they end up landing uh they'll still have to be paid commensurately with that spot so the pga old money all right so it's 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 interesting look man I, again it's it's um i don't know what's a bigger train wreck right, right now the pga or the ncaa because i mean the new ncaa rule we'll just let them transfer every year if they want to and they'll be immediately eligible and um you know giddy up i i, I man you want to see nil come into play you let that thing happen it will not surprise me to see kids go three or four different places over the course of a career i mean it's already happening now but it'll be oh it'll, it'll be, be exponential be mainstream yeah. it'll be the norm I'll well and you know and the argument made is that coaches can do it so why can't the players and there's some validity to that but um 
you know, coaches can also go to dinner and order a beer. I mean, you know, they're they're not kids. You need some structure, some you know. Well, and they and came out and, and suggested. I can't remember what the date frames were, but there were two suggested date frames for um, for portal transfers. But the but the first thing I thought in looking at that those date frames was that that's going to really affect the 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 book in sports like football or baseball and and all the other ones that play on the back end of the year, not necessarily in the middle of school year because both of those dates. In other words, you can see a kid transfer way too early or way earlier than than, than they could right now because it was a cutoff of what, like July 31st for baseball. They were moving that thing back. I want to say it was like May 15th or something. It's a big it's a big difference. So you could look up, and in other words, if you look at some of the kids that went to the portal, I think there are like 3,000 baseball players went in the portal between uh, kids that were fifth years and kids that just transferred. So... 3,000 players. I actually think it was 3,100. But if you look at those numbers, if those guys decided before May 15th to leave, they could decimate your lineup. Like if they just all banded together and said, we don't like the coach, we're mm-hmm. just, boom, next thing you know, you're, you're, you're I mean, you're, you've lost legit players. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Yeah. I feel like we got off to a rocky start, but finished strong. Did we get off to a rocky start? Yeah, you yeah. were poo-pooing over a pretty good idea I have for today's show. I got my top 10 most important ECU players here. I see Donnie. center, left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, tight end. No. No, you got names. You're off. I, I named some players. Oh, wow. All right. We'll uh, talk to you next week. We'll preview the Wyndham. Chandler's well, excited wait. about it. Tell you what, that's going to be awesome. In fact, we should do a pool. I'll let you be the commissioner. Can we be in it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're back. We should go for a day. Can we do live I from the Wyndham? Yeah. Will you talk to my bosses? Sure. I think it'd be great. All right. Have Harold on. Tell them why. We, we could go sit at the beach down there. They got a little a little beach made into the pond down there at the Wyndham. Hmm. Yeah. Sit right there. Now you're talking. We got big plans next week, folks. Maybe Looking ha- forward to that. Have a pirate beverage. And, and y'all were wondering why I was excited about the Wyndham. <laughs> <laughs> a little pre-football getaway for the crew here. We're all heading to the Wyndham next week. No, no, no. Not them. Just us. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Chain Man's uh, all aboard here. All right. Thanks, Molly. Yep. We'll be back talking to the head football coach of the Aiden Grifton Chargers, Todd Light. He joins us on the other side. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Jeez. Welcome back to the show. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Cliff Brock, who apparently is now getting a new freaking wardrobe every time I turn around. Uh, AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now head back to the show. Here's your host, Clip. I have a new wardrobe rock. Well, Shirley, unlike you, I'm a hooper, so I got to keep <laughs> updating my basketball clothes. 
Got some new shorts. I mean, every time I turn around, this dude's getting a new hat. Now he's getting new shorts. Got some cool shorts. Jeez. I don't know if I can say where they're from. I wouldn't say. But uh, maybe maybe we'll have news on something at some point. But I, okay. got, I got new shorts, so I'm excited. We'll yeah, have I news on something are. soon. Hey, this guy got some, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say where I, I got it from. <laughs> but there might be some news coming out soon. We'll uh, let you know about the short scandal of 2022. Short gate. <laughs> now, I expected it coming We're from Cliff. I did not being... expect it coming from Chandler. You got you to gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And apparently know when to just not know. You got to know when to not know. Yeah. Because apparently you're, you're I, good at I'm, I'm real good at that, apparently. <laughs> All right, uh, moving along. Let's talk some high school football and bring in Todd Leip, head football coach out at Aiden Grifton High School, joining us now on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Coach Leip, appreciate your time. How you doing? I'm doing good. My voice is a little strained, but I'm doing pretty good. That means you've been doing some some screaming out there, I guess? Uh, yeah, we got a little um, youth camp in the morning at uh, <laughs> District Park this week, and then we got practice in the evening so um yeah we're doing double duty this week well coach i remember having you in studio and it was it was a couple years ago they were determining when they were going to play a football season where we're coming off covid it's starting to get a little bit back to normal but not completely back to normal and you said i remember at that time you said i just want an answer are we going to play this fall are we going to play uh, next spring, when are we going to play? And I think it was a day later they announced they were going to push it back and and basically have two seasons in one calendar year. Uh, you got to be happy that you're out there with these kids, with your team, with everybody, and uh, on a football field, full schedule, fall football on tap. Uh, just a, a completely changed uh, tune from when we talked to you a couple years ago. Oh yeah, it's a lot better. We we were able to have spring football and then. Um, now we're doing, um, we're finishing up our summer heat program, uh, which is, uh, you know, practicing and lifting and, and conditioning. And, uh, we, we've been to camp and, you know, we're, we feel like, uh, we, we've, we've got a better footing right now to go into the, uh, the fall with right now. Talked to, uh, Washington's Perry Owens yesterday, and he was talking about, uh, his numbers being up from the past couple years. And I think he even mentioned that. Farmville Central, Aiden Grifton, perhaps having JV squads this year, and and I know numbers was an issue you were talking about with me last time we chatted as well. How about that? Have you seen an increase in that? Has that gotten better for you, Coach? Well, um, not exactly. That, that, a lot of kids came to the meetings. I don't know if they were trying to get out of class, but uh, <laughs> coming to summer heat and actually uh, showing up consistently. Um, so right now we got about fifty that has shown up and participated at least in a couple workouts. And we got about 25 that's going to make our, our uh, destination is going to make our uh, minimum number of days. So it's, it's up from last year. Uh, I'm still hoping to have a JV. A lot of those JV kids are freshmen and, and they don't just naturally show up on first opportunity. A lot of times they'll wait till they get to school. Um, but uh, we're, we're hoping to have a JV program this year for sure. Coach, let's uh, let's talk about what you got returning from last year and some newcomers you're excited about. How about the, the roster as as it's uh, it's in your head right now? What it's going to look like when you guys begin the season on August 19th against James Keenan? 
Well, um, we, we do have a returning quarterback. He started about half the year. He was a sophomore last year. Um, and uh, that's, that's Ashton Watkins. And he's a really good baseball player, and he's a two, three-sport player for us. So we, we have to share him a little bit. But he's coming back, and he's done a really good job this year. Throws the ball a lot better. And um, we also have some, some older running backs and a couple younger running backs we're excited about. Uh, Brandon Lancaster, senior, two-way player. Uh, Nick Hudson, senior, two-way player. So basically, uh, you know, they're, they're running backs and linebackers. And then we've got uh, uh, Naeem uh, Whitfield, who will, will be a sophomore, and Sincere Johnson which will be a sophomore. And we actually have uh, three tight end, defensive end kids that are really talented. Um, uh, that's going to play for us, too. Uh, senior uh, Alex Dyke, the big kid, plays both tight end and defensive end. Uh, Tremaine Phillips. Uh, he's also a senior, and uh, we also have a young guy who started last year as a freshman, Jack Yule, unbelievable talent, tough young kid, and um, he'll be a sophomore this year, and he's very talented, so we, we got high hopes for him. You talk about the, the numbers overall and also those tight end, defensive end guys you have on your team. How many do you uh, plan to, to go two-way this year for your team, Coach? I know that happens quite a bit at the, the two-way level. So how about for the Aiden Griffin football team? How many guys are playing both ways? Well, we're, we're trying to, to keep our offensive line intact and kind of leave those guys alone. Uh, we, we've got a uh, big-nose guard um, who – about 350 pounds and, and very powerful kid. Uh, we're going to try to leave him on defense a little bit and, and then probably rotate those defensive ends around him. And uh, we, we don't have the skill depth that we've had in the past, but we've got some pretty good skill. And um, so that, that, that's the places we're going to be looking to kind of double up on, probably the ends and the, the skill. But maybe, maybe three, four kids maybe. He's going from both ways. We're, we'll try to do a good job of rotating them. But early on, it's going to be tough. And, and we've been really focused on conditioning and um, trying to get them in shape. And so we're running a lot more this week than ever before uh, throughout the summer. So we're trying to get ready. Getting the conditioning in. How about when it uh, it gets going next week when we hit the month of August, Coach? What are your, uh, your practices, your schedule look like for uh, starting next week? I think next week we're – We've been going at 5.30, showing up at 5.30, and we've been having a workout. And, and this year, this week is our last cycle of summer, so we're doing the heaviest weight right now and then a conditioning, and we'll flip that, for, and that'll last about an hour. And then we'll go out. Usually it's cooled off by then until uh, about 8 o'clock. And, um, so next week when we start, we'll max, and then uh, we'll, we'll go out and practice for about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes after we uh we do our maxes next week and we gotta you know they 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 got certain goals and and we've got certain um uh groups that they can they can obtain uh on our boards and stuff based on their maxes so it, it's a big week next week Todd Leib joining us. Coach, uh, you've been at it a, a while now, and obviously you want to do what's best for the personnel you have uh, in your locker room on the field, but how much are you able to 
to innovate and change it's always ever evolving the game of football but how about you yourself how, how many wrinkles are you able to add in uh year after year is it more about just kind of perfecting uh the few plays and, and things you want to do i'm sending brian trip office coordinator video clips every day um yeah, you know, things that I see, things that I like on Twitter that I follow, and and I'm just trying to give him ideas. We've got a certain scheme package, you know, a lot of RPOs off of inside zone and power and counter and, and uh, pin and pull. Those are base plays, but but also having a good mix of a uh, little trickery or a little uh, niche plays that we can run. Um, but uh, I'm I'm always working with that, and then then this year. Um, I made uh, Tyler Hale, uh, who's come back to Aiden and was the head coach at Jones Senior. Uh, I made him the defense coordinator. I'm going to help. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. I'm the only one that coaches both sides of the ball. So I'm coaching uh, running back on varsity and, and defensive back on, um, on varsity. And, um, but, yeah, we, we, we've changed up the defense a little bit. We added some 3-3 three, three stack and, and try to be multiple and not just sit there so much like we've always done, more of a, out of a four-man front or even an even or odd front 50. So we're, 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 we are changing. We are putting wrinkles. I'm giving those guys a little bit more uh, responsibility and stuff. Uh, I, you know, I told my principal, you know, I'm trying to get these guys ready because at some point I'm not, I'm not going to be doing it anymore. I'm, I'm at, the, at the end of my career as in, you know, I think this is my 29th year teaching. Wow. And I probably – Know, 32, 30, 33, coaching, and um, you know, I'm at some point I'm I'm, I'm going to be stepping away. So these guys need to take responsibility, and I'm I'm trying to give them that. So. Todd Leib joining us, Aiden Grifton, the head football coach. And, uh, Coach, it's a, I don't need to tell you, a, a tough league you're in. West Craven, Washington have been uh, really good the last couple of seasons. Uh, coach Owen said it might be opened up more at the top this year for another team to jump up and take that title. But no weeks off uh, in this conference, right? You got some uh, some tough opponents. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was looking at our schedule, so we opened up with James Keenan, non-conference. That, they're out of very good conference. We did not get to play them last year. We played uh, West Carteret, like on a short notice uh, because of COVID last year. And then uh, we got East Carteret. We were able to beat them last year. And Kinston, who were, you know, they, they kind of beat up on us a little bit. They got their quarterback back, I know that, and uh, they're always going to be tough, but hopefully we'll play a little bit better game with them. Uh, Bettingfield also in our comp, uh, non-conference, but we did not get to play them. Uh, West Craven last year, we did not get to play. I think we canceled twice on them because huh. uh, of COVID. Like Friday at pregame, we canceled on them um, because we had kids testing positive that day uh, when the test results came back. Uh, but, yeah, um, West Craven, we saw them at, at FCA camp at Mount Olive, and, and they're talented. And uh, then we got Farmville Central, Green Central, North Pitt. You know, North Pitt had a really good year. They got a new um, head coach over there. And I think they were senior late, and they had some really good running backs, uh, talented kids last year. I, I think the quarterback's back. But they're going to always be tough. Uh, West uh, Southwest Edgecombe, we did not get to play. And then we ended up coming – coming back and with a two-week off and playing Washington last year, and it kind of got out of hand. But, uh, you know, they're down quarterback and really good running back. So, 
we'll see. Uh, you know, we got hopes. We got aspirations. We practice too. Uh, and uh, we, we, we're excited about the upcoming season. Coach, uh, you mentioned last year and then protocols and all that. Are, are there any, you know, protocols still in line when it comes to COVID? Is there still testing going on? Do you have to watch out for things that three, four, five years ago you didn't have to worry about? I have not heard, and I'm not asking. <laughs> there you go. You're sick, don't come. Yeah. If you don't feel well, don't come up. And same thing our coaches. You know, we go to camp and – I suffered through a, uh, you know, I was sick and I tested negative like three times. So, I, but I don't know if my test actually got the new variant. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But, and I mean, whatever you had, you don't want to give that to your coach or your player anyway, right? So, if you're sick, stay home. I think it's a pretty good policy you got there. You know, but I, I hope not. I hope they yeah. shut down, and I hope they don't. I don't. I think they're doing away with the contact tracing. That re- that stuff really didn't hanging out so well but i don't know i i, I don't want to criticize too much because who knows what they're going to do but yeah i just hope i hope they just you know let us play and um and see what happens instead of uh Shutting it all down. Looking forward to uh, another year of football, the Friday Night Lights. And, Coach, uh, I know you follow what's going on with, with East Carolina and uh, in, in college football, too, as well. And uh, Pirates looking pretty good this year. While, while we got you here, let's look at uh, your outlook on the 2022 ECU football team. What do you think about the Pirates? So excited. So excited about this this team coming up. And I've been, you know, on my, on my computer, I've, I've always keep up their commitments. For, for next year, and I'm looking, and they're they're doing good recruiting, and, and that's so important too. But you know, with uh, with the quarterbacks been there for 13 years, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm a big whole nails fan. I I, I I coached against them now. Yeah. Uh, I hope he runs a little bit more, especially in certain situations, because that opens up your run game so much. I just hope he can run a little bit more. But uh, I'm excited about the new wideout. I, I love the new defense coordinator scheme. And um, it looks like we're going to be more athletic on defense and move around and blitz it. And, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm real excited about the first game. I heard uh, you, you guys had uh, Phil Steele on the other day, and he was calling it going to be a lot tighter than we thought. So I went ahead and took the Pirates right there. There you go. <laughs> go ahead and get it. Get it in while you can. Todd Light joining us, ready for another year of football. And uh, coach, we'll get your final thoughts on uh, on your Aiden Grifton team coming up, twenty twenty two. What's going to have to go right for you guys to have a good season? What what needs to go well for you guys? I'm have a good you know preseason and 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 keep the injuries down and and getting a little bit better shape. We we last couple of days we ran them good and. Uh, um, we just have to keep, you know, muscling through that and getting getting a little bit better shape, and um, you know, and and you know, like I said, that first game. So we scrimmage. We go to Edenton, John Holmes, Edenton High School uh, uh, for our first scrimmage. That's a one on one up there in the morning on Wednesday, and then we go to a jamboree at Kinston on that Friday, and then we start game week. So preseason is going to be important. Um, and just, you know, I, I think we're going to be a little bit better throwing the football and, uh, we're going to have, you know, a multiple run attack. So that, that's the big thing. If we can stop the run, we'll be fine. 
Todd Leib joining us. Coach, we appreciate your time today. Good luck this season. We'll keep in touch and uh, and talk to you during the season as well. But thank you for your time uh, for a preview today. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Cliff. That is Aiden Grifton head football coach Todd Leip joining us. We'll continue the high school football previews when we return Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live and talk to the new head coach out at South Central. Kendrick Parker going to join us live inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk some Falcons football when we return on Pirate Radio Live right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today now let's head back into prl here's clip rock all right hour two of pirate radio live still to come on today's show we'll talk to patrick mason from the daily reflector we'll look around major league baseball talk some football as well and in the five o'clock hour steven igo hoist the colors joins us we'll preview the east carolina defensive line and a lot more with igo later on in the show but right now we are happy to be welcoming in for the first time the new head football coach out at south central high school kendrick parker joining us today inside the pirate radio studios coach appreciate you being here how you doing yes i'm doing great how are you doing doing great and uh actually first heard your name or at least people talking about you we ran into jeremy lewis uh who is now on the east carolina football team and he was talking about uh coach two being out at south central and and you taking over and uh he's excited about you and uh said you're gonna do a fantastic job so at least one former player <laughs> is uh is happy about it but you've been around south central a while right yes sir i'm entering my seventh year at south central uh before the previous six years i was an assistant coach and i'm blessed and fortunate to be the head coach uh now but yeah uh, jerry was an outstanding talent for us and I'm, i appreciate the praise from jeremy and they're trying to uh figure out where he best suits uh the team at the college level looks like He's uh, found a home now at that rush in spot, but he did a lot of stuff for you guys at South Central. Oh, man. Well, he was Mr. Everything. Some (laughs) uh, outside linebacker, some defensive end. Um, I was pretty much uh, an offensive coach, so I loved him at receiver. Throw it up I know we need that that, that, that nine route. I always look for number two. (laughs) So, yeah, but he was one of those guys that he was a dog on the field. And it's great, Coach, that you've had experience there. You know the personnel. You know the school. But also, you have previous head coaching experience, right? Yes, sir. I began my coaching career in in Elizabeth City, um, to where school called uh, Pasadena County High School. I was there for 10 years and I was fortunate enough to uh, I had an opportunity to come back home uh, to come out of South Central and it's, it's more special when you can coach back home. And, you know, you mm-hmm. feel that sense of pride and everything. But yeah, I've been in it for about 17 years now. It, it, it flew by. I told you, 17. you don't look old enough to be coaching that long. But, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but you said you got into it early, right? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I went to Elizabeth City State. I played three years of football, uh, a little bit of linebacker, a little bit of fullback back in the day when they ran the I formation. <laughs> um, but then I realized that, you know, I kind of apex at my career and so I wouldn't get into coaching and make a difference in the lives of kids so I was fortunate enough my senior year in college to do while doing my internship also able to start coaching football on the two-way level Alright so uh, taking over the South Central program what's been the biggest changes so far going from uh, an assistant coach to head coach It was challenges or maybe things aren't as difficult as you thought what, what have those challenges been like for you? 
Well, the transition was rather smooth. Being I was an assistant for six years, I knew the ins and outs of the school, uh, the the players, the personnel, the coaches, uh, the faculty, the staff, the environment of, of South Central very familiar. But it was also even even easier because I have these great coaches around me. I'm bringing one with my, with me uh, today, but also I had other great coaches around me that made this transition easier. Uh, of course, being a head coach, you have more responsibilities that comes with the territory. But you know, when everybody works together, it doesn't seem like that much of a job. You know, it, when, whenever you do what you love, it never seems like work. And, and football is something I've always had a passion for. Uh, so the transition's been great. Um, the enrollment uh, as far as the kids coming out has, has, has risen and we're just excited and ready to go. I've talked to several coaches already, Will Bland, Nate Connor. Uh, we just talked to Coach Leip, talked to Perry Owens from Washington. And and Coach Leip is hoping his numbers can stand through summer and he can get a, a little pickup. But everybody else has kind of said that the numbers have picked up from uh, from the COVID years and it sounds like things are getting back to normal, quote-unquote, hate to use that word, but back to normal. So the numbers are looking good at its out, out of South Central right now? Yes, sir. Uh, in given day, we give, give away from 95 to 105 kids. Wow. Um, like you said, coming off of the COVID years uh, when players, especially parents, maybe a little hesitant to let, to let the kids come out and have a play in a contact sport. Um, like I said, we're getting more close to normal now. Um, so um, with the, I agree with the coaching change and changing the environment. Um, people are really more comfortable and you know we're adding more about coming out for, for, for football and it sounds I, I kind of just took JV for granted that hey everybody's got enough to play JV and everything <laughs> sounds like with your number you're going to have enough to play <laughs> JV but that that's not the case for, for all schools in the area right uh, like, you guys, like I said there's still some parents that are still hesitant about letting kids play uh, sports uh, especially contest sport like like football, uh, we're fortunate enough to have uh, the numbers to yeah. have the field of JV team. Uh, but you know, we've come off off of a year where we didn't have the numbers like we normally have. So we understand the struggles of the other schools, the small one eight two eight schools who may uh, struggle to field a JV team. Um, but like I said, we're fortunate enough to have the numbers so we can field uh, an upcoming JV team. Looking forward to some uh, Friday night lights, Coach. I live close enough to South Central that I can hear the band play outside on Friday nights if I walk outside. So I. I'm that close uh, to the school. Looking forward to that again. How about uh, this offseason for you? What's the offseason been like uh, for you and your guys? All right. Well, first of all, shout out to Dr. Edmondson and our a great uh, South Central band. They do a tremendous job yeah. for us. Um, but coming into the season, um, our guys made it a dedicated dedicated themselves to getting better day by day. We want to build a program. Our theme for this year is building a program brick by brick. We're going to take a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifices. We implemented uh, preschool workouts. Um, a lot of our guys ran track and field, um, uh, working out after track and field, doing things in the community, knowing that the more work you put in, the greater output you would get. And we really feel that at South Central that you know there's no there would be a reward for working hard, and that's our goal for every day. It's get better, better every day. It's still football at the end of the day, but I like to ask you, coaches, especially a guy like you that's played at the high school, college level, how much it's changed, and and now you've got. The, the the weight room involved so much, the the film and everything you can right. do in high school. It's changed a lot probably since you even played, right? Right. I remember because when we played, you know, you showed up August 1st and coach right. expected you would be, to be in shape. <laughs> um, <laughs> nowadays, you know, 
guys get early to start in spring and throughout the summer um, learning offensive schemes. So when August 1st comes, basically your offense and defense is put in. Uh, there's more emphasis on the weight room, as you say. Not just lifting weights, but being more of an athlete, more plyometric work, more speed work, working with fast twitch uh, muscles. Um, back in the day, you know, that offense was three yards in a cloud of dust. Right. When we played in North Pitt, it was a T formation. You know, get the ball to the fullback. Get three yards, three yards, three yards. You know, hopefully get that first down. Now, nowadays it's more spread offense. Try to get the, the, your athletes the ball in space. One thing we teach... Um, and without offensive philosophy, the hardest thing for a defensive player to do is to make an open field tackle. So one of the things we want to do is to get our guys the ball in space so they can do what they, so they can do what they need to do. Talking to Kendra Parker inside the Pirate Radio Studios today, the South Central Falcons uh, getting ready for another season. And Coach, let's talk about some of your personnel. Who are you excited to have back from last year, and also some uh, younger faces you're yeah. excited about? Yes, yeah, so well, we have a great senior class that has showed tremendous leadership um, throughout throughout the, this uh, this summer. Uh, they've formed a tremendous bond uh, on and off the field. We were fortunate enough to go to an FCA camp and really bond off the field, um, which which has really permeated through, through the team. Um, but if I had to uh, pick a few players to, to point out this year, uh, one player that comes to mind is uh, Saquon Waters. Um, he's a kind of Mr. Do-Everything for us. Um, has he really established himself as a leader of our team. Um, he does anything we need him to do. Receiver, running back, little quarterback, corner, safety, punt returner. He'll lead prayer. He'll lead the grace. He'll clean the <laughs> locker room. He'll do whatever's needed. Um, needs to say he's also one of our faster kids. Uh, he's been in many combines that ran in 4-3-8s. And Man. that's, that's a, a ball hog. And every day he competes, and he wants players around him to compete. Um, so he really established himself. Another player we have that comes to mind is uh, one of our linebackers, Devon, Devon Smith. Um, he's a guy who really leads by his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of our strong kids on the team. He also, uh, this year, he's been more vocal. Because I guess it's his senior year, so now just now they're just leading by example. He's been more vocal, trying to pull guys into greatness. Um, another guy that comes to mind is Shamar Webb. Um, he's our, our most experienced varsity guy. In fact, he only played one game with JV his freshman year and then got pulled up wow. um, out of necessity. And he has uh, a lot of starts under his belt. Playing offensive line, defensive line. Last year, he was all-conference, uh, played defensive, play defensive end, led us, led us in sacks and uh, quarterback pressures. He's been recruited by several colleges because he's had tremendous lift at 6'4", two, two and a quarter. Um, and that's... that's a real guy, real good guy at, at pad level and working with his hands. So, but in addition to those guys, we have other seniors that have stepped up and done a tremendous job as being leaders, like our quarterback Lucas Kuperaki, uh, Barack Meacham, Dane McNair, just to name a few. Talking to uh, Kendrick Parker today, Coach, high school football is so unique because you'll run into a team. Uh, one week that will run the ball 70 times and get out of there, and you'll you'll play the next week against a four-wide team. So how about you uh, offensively? What do you want to do with the Falcons this year on the offensive side of the ball? Well, as I, as I previously stated, one of our philosophies is the hardest thing for a defensive player to do is to make an open-field tackle. Uh, at South Central, we have a, a lot of great athletes, and what I think is to get these balls in the space as quick as possible. Um, we're opening up where we need to. We're running the ball where we need to. Um, my thing is there's no perfect defense. So there's always something open to defense. It's just having that will and the, and the preparedness just to find that, that weakness. Um, so our, our goal this year is to spread out when needed, run the ball when needed. So some games we may throw the ball 55, 60 times. Some games we may throw it, run the ball 55, 60 times. It depends on the flow of the game. How about the defensive side of the ball? You, you got your base, of course, but how do you prepare these guys for all those different offenses you'll see well, throughout the year? Well, as you say, so, so, some games like, like Newburn will come in with 
two tight ends, three backs in, in the backfield. Some some other game we have four or five wide receivers. It's just being prepared for everything. Um, knowing that that you have to be sound on defense. You know, uh, playing A gap is playing A gap. Playing B gap, playing B gap. Playing the flats, playing the flats. No matter what defense, offense you're going against, just doing your job. And one thing we can't coach is effort. Defense is all about effort. That's one thing we've been stressing that we want our guys to give tremendous effort on the defensive side of the ball and give ourselves a chance to win on every Thursday, Friday night. How much uh, contact do you like to do preseason? Some coaches like more than others. What's your <clears throat> philosophy on that? Well, our philosophy of us contact in the preseason is first we have to teach form and technique. We don't want to get anybody uh, unnecessarily injured yeah. of a preseason. You know that you know, the football season is a grind. There'll be plenty of days for, for maximum <laughs> contact. Also, uh, like this summer, we've been working a lot, a lot of form a lot of technique, a lot of bad work, a lot of drill work. Um, like I said, the, the, the hitter will come on the six day of practice. You know, all the boys are looking for this for that six day of practice. Uh, but, but for right now, we're taking it uh, one step at a time. We're teaching them form uh, and aggressiveness. And when that six day of practice comes, we can be all out and, and giving it all we got on the, uh, as far as making contact. Man, Coach, looking at your schedule, I'm trying to find uh, a week <laughs> off for you guys. I can't find one. I, I don't know much about Willow Spring, but Kinston, West Craven, Washington, Willow Spring non-conference. That yes, is sir. a tough non-conference slate. Yes, sir. Um, we, we call it, wait, it and that's before hitting. That's before conference. Right. That's, that's before, because last year we started, we got this new conference. We call our conference the SEC. <laughs> there, there is no week off. But but we, we feel that we, we prepared ourselves with this, all, all, all this uh, preseason schedule to see where we are as a team. Um, you know, sometimes with schedule like this, it can make or break a team. But we take this thing one day, one day at a time, one practice at a time, one drill at a time, one game at a time. Um, just give ourselves a chance to compete and, and be competitive every single week. So we welcome the challenge. We know that you know, like that, Kinston and Washington, Willow Spring, West Craven, they're, they're coming in um, traditionally. They're very talented, and, and there's no drop off this year. Um, so we're going to see where we are and, and use that non-conference as a measuring stick to see where we are. Coach, you uh, got scrimmages planned before we get to the the real thing. What's the uh, the lead up to it look like? Yes, sir. Uh, on August 10th, we're traveling to uh, Green Central for team three teams, uh, Jamboree, us, okay. Green Central, and uh, Wilson Hunt. And also on August 12th, we'll be traveling to North Pitt for uh, their uh, annual Jamboree. So we, we're welcoming that, and we can use those uh, those scrimmages as barometers to see where we are. 707s are very popular in high school football. Were y'all able to do any of those kinds of stuff and that kind of event? Well, we did a lot of teaching this summer. Uh, like I said, we went to the FCA camp um, in um, – Yeah, we, it's, it's been my way, way, way. But oh, uh, in Mount Olive, right, sorry, Mount Olive College, we went to FCA camp in Mount Olive College where we did a lot of uh, lot of competition, uh, seven on seven there. Uh, I think we did there for three days, two nights, a lot of good competition across the entire state. So we did, got a seven on seven there. Uh, we did a lot of internal seven on seven amongst ourselves because with the with the culture change, we had to change the philosophies. So instead of doing against established teams. We used that time to, to teach ourselves how to compete with ourselves. Did you have to make any other moves on the coaching with you coming up? Uh, any new people on the coaching staff this year for you guys? Well, we have several uh, new volunteers um, on, on our coaching staff, guys who um, who are fresh out of college. We have guys who um, I grew up with. We have guys on our coaching staff who are, who've been coaching football long as I've been alive. So we have <laughs> good a, mix. We right? have a really good mix of, 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 of knowledge on our football staff. And, and like I said, I really appreciate those guys. They go, guys come in day in, day out. It's not about being volunteers. It's not about being paid. It's about helping these young men um, get better every single day. Uh, Coach Cherry's always got it rolling there on the basketball court. So how, how many of your guys play other sports on your, your roster? Um, well, we teach 
testosterone to be a total athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what they want on the next level, not just a football player, not just a basketball player. They want a total athlete. Uh, we push our guys to uh, play multiple sports, uh, football, basketball. We really have you on track. Uh, I'm also the women's track coach, okay. track and field coach uh, at South Carolina. So we push them to play multiple sports because, you know, it keeps you in shape and also keeps you accountable to somebody. And... Um, but that was the one thing we pushed at South Central. They play multiple sports. But as far as basketball, we may have maybe two or three guys who, who transition from football to basketball every year. But like I said, Coach Sherry has done a tremendous job with that basketball program, and and they look for another lights out year. No doubt, no doubt about that. Talking to Kendra Parker today on Pirate Radio Live, Coach. How about uh, as far as your relationship goes with college coaches? I know there's uh, schools that are interested in your guys. So how is that relationship right now with with East Carolina and other schools? Oh man, it's it's, it's been it's been a great forming bonds with, with these new. Uh, recruiting coordinators and coaches um, getting out there and getting our guys the, the exposure that they, they, they deserve. Um, guys come by the, by the school it seems like every day or every other day mm. um, asking about this kid, that kid and you know, have, have an opportunity to take these kids to their camps and get them exposure as well. So we're forming a great bond but it's nothing like coming out here to East Carolina to, for the, the tour facilities. It's the, and we want our kids to understand that every town doesn't have a D1 school in their backyard. So take advantage of it. Not just, oh, we're not going to East Carolina. No, this is a great program here, a program that's on the rise. And, and you know, to take advantage of it. And so the bond we have are these coaches of D1 level, D2 level, D3 level. Uh, they're great, and we're looking forward to making them stronger. Uh, how about on uh, Saturdays and Sundays, Coach? Who are you rooting for when you're not coaching on the sideline? <laughs> Who are you, who's your team? Who's your NFL team? Um, I'm, I'm black and gold. We are, we, we still is all the way, baby. There we go. We, we are still all. Yes, sir. We still is all the way in there. Uh, what do you think about Mitchell Trubisky? Um, well, the yeah, bad exactly. thing about him, he, <laughs> well, I said the bad thing about him, he's a Tar Heel guy. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, but, well but, but you know, but now that he's wearing that black and gold, we have uh, we'll be optimistic about him. Um, <laughs> That's all you can do. That, hopefully, you know, he has better coaching this year. Uh, we we believe in Mike Tom. And, and, and the way he's established that program in Pittsburgh and we're hoping that if he doesn't if Mitchell can't get it then you know next man up but you know Big Ben is, is literally big shoes to fill so <laughs> we'll see uh, what, what a black and go has this year yeah, we were talking about hour one. Is this the year that Mike Tomlin's amazing streak finally comes to an end? No losing seasons. I mean, right. that is just he's still mind blowing to think about. It's right, been awesome. Right, it's, it's, like, it's amazing that you know like, he has never had a losing season, but now you know with seventeen games, there is no five hundred. So no eight yeah, eight I, mean, I think last year I believe we were like, uh, like a couple years, we were eight eight one or something like that. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I believe I believe in Coach Tomlin. Um, he finds a way to, to, when guys get injured or get traded. He finds a way to be successful. Uh, so I. I I can't root uh, for my team and, and doubt my coach, so uh, we're looking forward to another great season with the black and gold. Well, as a Washington fan, I, I'm jealous of your consistency <laughs> and just the the way it's ran. Right. Because it, it's not that way everywhere. Right. And his Panthers fan yeah. starting to see that with his owner, too. Absolutely. And it's, it's a mess, and I hope it never gets like that for you guys. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I hope not neither. God bless you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, final thoughts on uh, on the season coming up, your team this year. How excited are you to you get underway with uh, real practice next week, right? Yeah, yes, sir. We start up uh, 8 a.m. Uh, Monday morning with our first official practice. Uh, our guys are, are ready to go at the bits. Um, I think we had a tremendous uh, spring and summer season, and we know that the real season is here. Um, our guys, that's, 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 that's ready to go. That's ready to go. Uh, wait for the first kickoff, the first tackle, the first put touchdown, the first everything. Yeah. Um, and we see our seniors on Monday. This is the last, first, the last opening day. 
So take advantage of it. Right. And if you tell a freshman, we have a tremendous freshman class coming in that you're going to blink and this can be your last first day. So take advantage of it. And let's say we're just ready to go. Players are, coaches are, administration is, parents are. They look forward to the 2022 season. Really uh, enjoy getting to know you. And thanks for hanging out. We'll see you again uh, coming up August the 8th yes, at Parker's Barbecue. I'll be there. Uh, yes, sir. One of my favorite <laughs> days of the year. So we'll be eating and uh, talking to coach as well coming up Monday, August 8th out of Parker's, the Big Carolina 3A. 4A uh, media day so that'll be a lot of fun coach uh, good luck uh, this season we'll keep in touch we'll get you on during the season but thanks for joining us today yes sir thanks for having us and uh, shout out to Cliff too we got another uh, Clifton in the in the house today too <laughs> that's right alright uh, let's take a time out we'll come back more to go Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday we'll be back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. I enjoyed the chat with Kendrick Parker a moment ago. Also talked to Todd Light. It's fun uh, getting ready for this upcoming high school football season. Get the juices flowing, right, Chandler? With Friday Night Lights. Yes, sir. You're Can't a uh, former high school football star. There wasn't nothing Long. like it, man, on Friday nights and, and getting out there and warming up. And uh, as the, especially in September, the sun going down, you can start hearing the buzzing of the lights. Uh, there ain't nothing like Friday night football, and I've been blessed to uh, kind of continue and, and enjoy Friday night football with being the play-by-play voice of the White Bull Wolf Pack for the past four years. And now I get to go back and, and do some PA for my uh, high school uh, at Lakewood High School, so I'm very excited about that, and I'm, I, it, it gets me excited talking to all these high, local high school coaches. Shirley, uh, we'll show your Farmville Central Jag some love coming up on Thursday. Ron Cook going to join us on the show, so uh, we'll talk some Farmville Central football. All right, now, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that, I know you've been waiting, you've been ready. That's that's the real black and gold right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <As she said. laughs> the real black and gold Farmville Central, and not what do you think about that, CJ? What's going on? Never heard that one before, I bet. Cliff's going to get mad, too. You know Cliff's still here. Cliff's going to come here and Cliff's get on a that. cowboy. Hey, what's up? He said he was a cowboy. Well, who's the pits? Oh, that was that Coach Parker? Yeah, that was Coach Parker. Uh, uh, yeah, by the way, there's a monsoon outside, so everybody that's in the building is staying in the building for now and not going outside. So Yeah, you might need a boat here in a little bit. We might be huddled up for a while. Uh, got Patrick Mason joining us here in just a little bit. And uh, right now, let's hear, oh, we got an awesome podcast coming up. Uh, at 6 o'clock today, yep. Shirley. Uh, we're going to drop it for the first time. It's also available to download. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, available on SoundCloud. John Gilbert, East Carolina AD, with a one-on-one sit-down with Troy D. And uh, let's hear part of that right now. He talked about ticket sales uh, as he talked to Troy D earlier today. So I, I'm, I am extremely encouraged about where we are on ticket sales. I actually read an article today out of uh, Sports Business Journal, which is kind of an athletic trade publication uh, based out of Charlotte. 
and they, they were touting uh, Appalachian State at 11,000 tickets. Um, Cincinnati was at uh, Cincinnati and Central Florida were both at 24, 25,000 season tickets. And they were also talking about San Diego State, who was at 12,500. Today, we're at 14,300 ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, really encouraged about where that is. You know, obviously, I'd love to get to 15,000, but I, I am really happy. Uh, if you look nationally, you know, most uh, schools are down. We're, we're actually trending the other way, uh, upward. So really encouraged about uh, where we are. We've got a few weeks left to sell. You know, you can get a ticket in the upper deck uh, in the fam family friend zone for as low as $125. Yeah, for all the games. For all the games. Yeah. So, so you look at the NC State game, that's a $75 mm-hmm. ticket. Yeah. You, you're almost better off buying, you know, yeah. a, a season ticket and, and uh, you know, coming to a few games or, or even trying to sell it later yeah, sure. uh, from a profitability standpoint. The, the single game tickets for NC State obviously are moving well. Now, for the next, uh, this week and next week, it is Pirate Club members only. So, if you're a Pirate Club member, you know, and you want five, six, seven, eight, 20 tickets, um, you know, this is your time. Yeah. Once that's over, then we'll go to the the general public. I I feel good that we're going to have a very good crowd i'm not ready to say we're going to have a sellout and the and the only reason i say that is what when you look at it and let's hope we get to um 15,000 season tickets and i'm going to use that number right now mm-hmm. 15,000 su- uh, season tickets you um let's say we get 10,000 students, which is reasonable mm-hmm. all right now we're at 25,000 people so between season tickets and the student population we're halfway full yeah N- now throw in um visiting team tickets you know three four five thousand whatever that is let's call it five thousand okay we're at thirty thousand now you have to sell twenty thousand single game tickets right that is a lot of tickets yes. to move yeah uh and, and so i feel good about 40 45,000. Yeah. Uh I'm not ready today to say I uh, I think we're going to get to a sellout. All right, John Gilbert, you can hear more of that coming up on the Pirate Radio podcast. Troy D one-on-one with John Gilbert and that'll be uh, coming up on our airwaves at 6 o'clock. You can also download it at your own convenience anytime. Uh Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh SoundCloud, it's all there for you. Uh, so check that out. We got Patrick Mason joining us in the Pirate Radio studios, getting ready for some football as we turn on uh, his team, about to give up a lot of runs in Major League Baseball. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? What's, what's, say it again. How's it going? Say it one more time. Say it one more time. One more time. How's it going? <laughs> one more time. <laughs> it's going great now. I like your Bears uh, polo, buddy. Yeah, I figured I'd get some use out of it now before the season starts. <laughs> Go ahead and get it out of the way. Exactly. All right, good deal. Uh, John Gilbert there talking tickets, and it is very encouraging to hear him say that, you know, nationwide maybe you see ticket sales down. That is not the case at East Carolina uh, going up, and he hopes that number keeps going up and, of course, uh, going to have a great atmosphere week one. And depending on 
how the Pirates play, uh, we could have great atmospheres all season long at Dodgy Ficklin Stadium. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Absolutely. And this year's setting up for just that, just kind of a fun, exciting season, right? Uh, Yes. I mean, really? I mean, just really only looking forward to this season. I don't think there's too much dread going into this one. No, but (laughs) it hasn't started yet. Well, obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) it it could always take a turn. But I am uh, I'm optimistic about the team this year, uh, the way they played last year, the the way they won close games, the way they you know beat some teams that maybe they weren't supposed to. So yeah, I think a lot of excitement heading into twenty twenty two. A lot of excitement for that first game. Pirates a ten point favorite. We talked to Phil Steele the wow, that is a huge turnaround. Ten point favorite now. No, I meant 10-point underdog. I'm sorry. 10-point underdog. I apologize. But a 10-point underdog in Game 1 versus NC State, we had Phil Steele on the college football guru last Thursday on Pirate Radio Live. He likes the Pirates in that game. He says if it was up to him, he would have them plus three, and he actually likes the Pirates beating NC State in Game 1. Wow. Yeah, plus that's that's something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I will take his word for it. Uh, because he knows what he's talking about. By the way, uh, how about a 4-3 double play to get you out of a bases-loaded jam, Patrick? Gotta love it. The White Sox uh, <laughs> trailing the Rockies 3-2 to as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, that one going to the fifth inning. That is presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Thank you, uh, Chan Man. Yes, sir. By the way, Jeff Charles, where is he at today? Well, he is in sunny Detroit. <laughs> sunny Detroit. Is it still called Comerica? I think so, yeah. All right, he's at Comerica watching the tigers and the padres he sent me a picture from earlier during a rain delay <laughs> it was surely i haven't showed you this yet jeff charles and he was he was pointing to the I'm field i'm surprised he sent it to you and not to me because he usually sends it to me too he's pointing to the tarp on the field but is he really just flexing the bicep i think he's flexing he's, oh he's totally flexing. He's, t- he's definitely just like and what a bicep it is my god <laughs> this guy strongest voice in america jeff charles yeah you got a point like that you know <laughs> that is yeah. definitely when you have biceps that is a major like flex that, right there right when you have biceps like that you're going to point in that see oh, the yeah. field yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there. now is the bathroom that way or that way <laughs> or it could be both ways. or it could be both ways jeff charles flexing on us uh from detroit so we'll talk to the voice next week He's enjoying some live day baseball. Uh, East Carolina getting uh, set to go with practice next week, Patrick. Exciting times. We'll I know. Have, uh, something to talk about. Yeah, it's actually exciting to watch. You know, we, like we said, you look forward to it, you talk about it, but to actually see them, you know, on the field doing stuff is pretty exciting. One of my. Go ahead, Chan. Sorry, I was, we were talking yesterday that this time next week we'll be talking ECU football, doing some practice reports. Yeah. How exciting is that? Oh, yeah. Like I said, people moving around, doing things on some grass. <laughs> Uh, I love to ask this question preseason. Uh, biggest, how about offensively? Biggest questions, biggest position group to watch in the preseason is what for you, Patrick? Probably wide receiver. I agree. I would say that. It's crazy that we have like, and we, and we don't have all the knowns yet. We'll talk, by the way, guest alert, Steve Shankweiler, uh, ECU offensive uh, line coach, going to join us Friday on the show, along with the head coach, Mike Houston. So, talk a lot of pirate football coming up friday on pirate radio live but we have almost more knowns uh on the offensive line than we do receiver right now which you hadn't been around here a long time patrick but that is crazy to say (laughs) uh for ecu football maybe since the skip holtz days chandler we have not had that uh pop up preseason 
I guess it's kind of exciting, right? Something different. And wide receiver is actually a fun thing you can really watch with your eyes. A lot of time, you know, offensive linemen, you just kind of have to take it for their word sometimes. Like, you know, he's progressing well. He's reading this. But, you know, wide receiver, I think a lot of people can just watch and say, yep, this this works. Yeah, you know? see who's standing out. See who's doing good one-on-one. And where, where does C.J. Johnson fit into that? We talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick last week. He says that C.J. is back, has a good offseason, is dealing with – a small injury but should be good to go uh, as they start so uh that is something uh that position to keep an eye on how about defensively any storylines any position groups to watch i guess you know they talked about just kind of shifting around in the secondary some linebackers moving around but um i, I just go back to what i saw in in spring ball and just the speed you know i guess i'm kind of excited to see how that translates once you get you know your defensive calls and everything all set up just kind of see how that you know translates into the season uh patrick uh we're gonna do this with Igo hour three i've got we myself cj and chandler have our 10 most important pirates on the roster this year oh wow don't you think it's a great segment idea yeah <laughs> thank you thank Let's you do it. not everybody list, does yeah, a lot of people think it's stupid uh um, wrong with lists right? who's i know man it's list <laughs> season who's your most important pirate on the roster oh man I gotta, I'm putting get, you I, on say, the I gotta get like a roster in front of me now but I, you know honestly it's it seems silly but probably i mean just go quarterback right at least for me i think doesn't seem silly at all patrick um I, it's just obviously really important and don't be so kind of just no i mean i mean you know there's, there's plenty it. of spots but yeah i guess i'm gonna go quarterback then say it with your voice i'm gonna go quarterback here's a say roster for you uh once you find another important pirate on that list you let me know we'll uh we'll talk about it with Igo coming up in hour three cj i haven't even seen your list but you're ready right you said your homework's complete so you're good to go okay yeah i'm ready to roll <laughs> what i don't know just awkward silence sometimes i like the i kind of like that i do too it's like a refresher you you kind of reset your palate cleanser yeah so to speak unless you're in the car you wonder if the radio went out or something <laughs> you yeah, start not sure. like, start freaking out <laughs> yeah. yeah just like this stop <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, a, little, yeah. a little disconcerting. I had to break it. Up. Shirley <laughs> has some breaking news. Uh, Shirley, give Shirley. us the breaking news regarding East Carolina. Well, a former East Carolina football pirate. Yes, and a former now USFLer because uh, offensive tackle Garrett McGinn has signed with the New York Giants. So he is back in the NFL. Of course, he played in the USFL uh, this past season. So. Uh, they made a couple of roster moves and uh, made enough room for him, so he is back in the big show. Garrett McGinn, Panther great. Garrett McGinn, uh, happy for him. It kind of stinks that he has to go to a clown organization like the Giants. Yeah. But, uh, hey, they still, their checks still cash. <laughs> They're trying to refresh things with the ball. Yeah. The ball. Uh, still a clown organization. Yeah. Those uh, New York Giants. Uh, congrats to our buddy Garrett McGinn. We'll see if we can get him on, although it's going to be busy times now with training camps underway. He's a bird. He is a pirate. Thank you. Uh, who's number two on your list, Patrick? I'm going to go tight end, Ryan Jones. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. No spoilies, but he is uh, He's in my top five. I can tell you that. He's also in mine. I, your I, top five? Yes, my top five. I just think that that position itself, and if, if he actually turns out to kind of be a star, it, it can really change how this thing looks. It's something we haven't seen since the Bryce Williams days. We It's been a non-existent, not just a position, but a a position room like there hasn't been many tight ends being productive like a ryan jones last year um and then also behind him shane calhoun also has i feel like some uh potential to, to do some damage as well in the field oh yeah 
Uh, Bryce Williams, his that's not him. Mm, my gosh, Bryce. That's a, Stay out of the sun. That's a guard. Up, oh, we got a running back from Minnesota. This is a common name, Bryce Williams. I wanted to look up his 2015 stats because I bet if you combine his 2015 stats with – 2016 to 2020 i don't even know if those numbers match up uh bryce his final year at east carolina had 58 catches 583 yards four touchdowns he's disappointed his numbers weren't higher but that was really the last time before last year uh we had a a go-to a reliable guy at the tight end position and you look at returning pass catchers for east carolina cj had his kind of off-season mishap the most reliable target right now the most reliable guy in the passing game is ryan jones it's not a receiver wow i mean agree or disagree yes yeah. a new segment called agree or disagree <laughs> do I, we I, not yeah. agree <laughs> all right we agree and then that goes back to the first question right just that uh, wide receiver position group just gonna be so many eyes on that and yeah it, and, and it, i'm excited about it too with wednesday i mean again there's unknowns like right. there's stuff there there's talent there we just kind of don't know it yet and it might have happened with bryce williams but when was the last time a tight end led the team in reception touchdowns because that was ryan jones last year with five mm, good question don't know the answer. I don't have an answer? <laughs> nope. I don't have an answer. It might have never happened before. Hmm. Maybe not. Well, I guess not. I was thinking maybe Devon Drew might have done it back in the late 2000s, but I'm not sure. Maybe Steven Iga, who's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour one night. We've asked enough of him already. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll try to check on that. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Patrick Mason joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The Greenville Noon Club Rotary Club will be presenting their annual Splash for Trash Tar River Cleanup coming up this Saturday from 8 a.m. until 12 p.m. And it will be taking place at the Greenville Town Common Boating Access. And uh, the event was uh, initiated to promote recreational use and the cleanup of the Tar River in Pitt County. If you uh, need more information, you can call 353-2131. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio. Back with you here. <laughs> you on one? A little bit. For sure. For sure, in terms of a little bit, for sure. I'm just ready to uh, talk about our top 10. Yes, top 10. We listed 10 most important pirates in the 2022 roster. Patrick, you got number three? Ooh, yeah. I, you got seven more after this one. <laughs> we are slowly gonna... drifting them out from yeah. Patrick. Well, what, so, what are, like, we're going top 10 like, of importance? Most important pirate to you not, on I'm the not, roster. On the offense, just on the entire roster. The entire, entire roster. roster. Man. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. It, it guess it depends on how you define it. It does. Right? So, what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, Holt Naylor's number right. two, Ryan Jones. Who's number three? You know, I, I got to go some sort of defense here. I'm, I'm, man. <laughs> okay, I, I've gone back and forth because you, 
basically the de- the defensive side as well is obviously really important. They got a lot of you know different pieces this year. You're really stalling you, you got, right now. I am. I am because I feel like <laughs> man. <laughs> Just going one. I think we do them on the spot. Here. I think so too. A little bit. But. Now I will say this: defense, defense was tough for me. Although I do have one plate. Well, my number three is on the defensive side. I almost felt like D line and linebacker was somewhat interchangeable. I don't know if anybody stood out, but I, there was a guy in the secondary. But I'm not giving my list. We're asking for like Patrick Wilson. Well, I mean, your well, that, that's what I'm going to do because I, I talked with him in in uh, you know the spring a couple okay. of times. So I, I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go Jira. that route. Yes. By the way, that's my guy. Your you guy. Ask him. My favorite pirate. Your favorite pirate. My favorite. But he's not important because he's not on your list. Not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh, we'll talk about the list coming up in the third hour. Also, we'll preview the D line. Maybe I, I want to know who Igo says are the most important pieces on that D-line. Is it Rick DeBrew, who's a rocked-up guy? We know about that. <laughs> he, he, he's a rocked-up guy. He's a rocked-up guy. Is it uh, Hickman? Is it Morris? Is it a newcomer? You know, who is the? who are the most important pieces of that D-line? We'll talk to Igo about that and get to know some of the backups as well. Can't wait. Who led the team in sacks last year? Hmm. It's the guy you just mentioned. And a, guy, uh, and a guy that's Hickman. not on, and he's not on my list. He Emmanuel was, Hickman. He almost made my list. Yep, I, I had to think about him, but uh, I, I'm another spoiler. The rocked up guy is on my list. Another spoiler. <laughs> your kiss not on my list. Oh, so, sorry about that. Uh, Gary McGinn is a G man. The G man is a G man. G Mac is a G man. G Mac is a G man. Gary McGinn signed by the Giants. Congratulations to him. He has had a stint in Carolina. Actually played. Uh, with a Panthers jersey in a Panthers in a jersey, game in a game, which was really cool. He was with the Jags with his buddy Gardner Minshew, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo with, Bills, Zay Jones, who take every former Panther, yeah, the Carolina Bills, yeah. Buffalo Panthers, if you wanted to say that, and win a whole lot more games than the Panthers. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, he good for him. He was great. He he was on that uh, USFL All Star team, right? Yes, made the all. So he's uh, doing big things here, and uh, hopefully he can make that roster with the Giants. And of course, Garrett McGinn uh, getting a lot of camera time with his time in the USFL. It seemed like every time I would see a retweet, it was a video of Garrett McGinn hugging somebody, picking a player up. He was that kind of player here at East Carolina. He was a great interview. The media loved to interview Garrett McGinn, and it seemed like he was always finding the camera. Patrick, you don't know who he is. You would be a huge fan because during some very dark days of ECU football, we're winning three games here, three games there, three games another year. He was the mouthpiece. He was the guy answering questions, giving good quotes. Uh, Frustrated, but always gave it to you straight and the kind of guy we certainly appreciate talking to you would oh, have yeah. loved him <laughs> so, yeah those are the best kinds of guys it's, you know it's like the zach agnos of this year you know no matter what he'd always just he yep. was there to answer questions good example of uh just a, a guy that had all the answers whether it be good bad times whatever uh holden Ayler's pretty good at that too we've talked to him after bad days uh here in the studio we've talked to him after great days and he's pretty much in that same temperament just level yeah I guess that's what you'd you'd want from a guy at that position, right? Well, I'd say for us, like talking to a guy, yes. Now, you probably want that too in the locker room where you don't want to get too high and too low. 
but i'm sure if holton's got to get into his o-line or if one of those guys have to get into him the voices will be raised but one thing holton did say and this is not a shocker but said that we kind of look at him as a leader he's been around so long but there's a lot of guys on this roster that have voices now that can talk to the younger guys if the coaches aren't around or can rally the troops if things aren't going great he said there's a number of those guys on both sides of the ball and a lot of those guys not even classified as singers yet whether that's due to covid or red shirting or whatever yeah. but there's a lot of experience on this team where where they talk a lot of these younger guys will listen which I, is important to have on a, on a football program for sure i was thinking about the other day like just being a senior is, doesn't necessarily automatically mean you're a, a leader you know i think a lot of it is performance based too and if you know you're willing to, to talk to guys you can do that which and, which is good you know and being great on the field doesn't necessarily make you a leader now <laughs> right. you you lead by example that way but uh sometimes those guys aren't the the best talkers or whatever so right it uh it takes everybody it takes a full team chandler absolutely <laughs> there's no i in team and we know that here at pirate radio we are a team we are a team did you see our uh there's no i in pirate radio oh wait there is there's two <laughs> did you see our uh field of dreams video i didn't yes i did coming out of the corn yeah with the cardboard cutouts what'd you think i thought it was pretty good i thought the cardboard cutout holding was was pretty strong and stable oh was, well I'm glad that, now that, that did take a lot of strength because i was gonna first say. of all you had to get behind the uh cardboard box or the cardboard cutout and then had to, have to shift it was very awkward but we made it work and look me i don't think there's anyone more prouder than maybe glenn griffin who shot the video or us too I mean, you talk about some actors, man. <laughs> yeah. Which Patrick says it was pretty good. I kind of wanted a little more, so maybe we should ask Patrick about it. Yeah, I was very <laughs> disappointed in the pretty good. Well, I mean, how how, how good can it really get? I thought it was, I thought it was good, but it, it, was, it was pretty good. <laughs> what could we have done? Pretty, pretty, pretty. pretty. Yeah. All right. So. And Godwin's uh, cutout was holding some Mountain Dew or something, too. Yeah. So I thought that was good. He brought that out into the yeah, corn. Yeah, it's hot out there. Yeah. It was a smoker. That is for sure. All right. Uh, Patrick Mason joining us. P. Mace, your White Sox playing like a bunch of fools out there. What else are you keeping an eye on in the world of sports? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm glad the All-Star break's over yet or not. This team is very frustrating still. Um, I got, you know what, Greenville Little League. That's happening soon. You got the um, you got the little league softball. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's, I, I think it's kind of neat just because all you know the whole world's involved again this year. I went down Elm Street cool. earlier today. They've already got the banner up mm-hmm. over uh, Elm Street. They've got uh, a lot of the signage up at the fo- uh, at the baseball field, or excuse me, at the well now softball field, and then it's all dirt now. Where usually it's uh, grass infield for the little league baseball. So it's almost that time for little league world so- world series softball. You're gonna be covering that. Um, I might write a you know a story surrounding it a little bit, but probably not like the day to day games. I wonder what the credentials like. Who will be covering that? There's got to be like some national folks out there, right? Yeah, I would I imagine imagine. so, and I think ESPN will be in town. Yeah, because I I heard you know they got to construct these towers for TV and all that. Shirley, you doing any games for the softball World Series? I did last year. Unfortunately, I can't do it this year because that's the same weekend that I am going to be out of the country. So. I am summer be, of Shirley never stops. Yes, yeah, the summer of Shirley. It, it's my last trip of the year, but it just happens to fall on the exact same weekend as the as because last year it was a lot of fun. Of course, we didn't have the international teams last year. We just had um, the United States teams, and it was a blast. I had a lot of fun, 
and uh, and it was it, and there's some great great softball to watch, um, and I'm kind of bummed that I can't do it this year, but uh, I've already put my name down for next year because we've got it for at least another what well, was a five year deal. So this is year two. two yeah. So Patrick, how old of a gentleman are you again? Remind me. Thirty. Thirty two right now. Why'd you say thirty? Well, I was working up to 32. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, So this probably won't mean anything to you, but Shirley Rhodes is coming uh, fresh off of touching uh, multiple members of New Kids on the Block. Okay, touching them, huh? So getting real real close. Uh, She touched Donnie Wahlberg's ass, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I got a selfie with them, too. Hey, I forgot go. about that part. Donnie Wahlberg, <laughs> star of Six Sense. A lot of people say Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment. Yes, you are correct. Uh, a lot of people say they carried the movie. I say Donnie Wahlberg did right at the beginning of it. It was also in Band of <laughs> Brothers, which is one of my favorites. That I love to watch that series whenever it's on. And also uh, Danny Reagan from Blue Bloods, if you ever watch that show on CBS. Troy D is a big touch of celebrity guy. Uh, Patrick... You touched a celebrity recently. Like who's uh, who's the last celebrity you touched? You know that's a good question. Yeah, I I'm I'm like rarely ever chasing those guys around. Yeah, like I don't know who would make <laughs> you starstruck. Um, man, that's a good question. I'm full of those. Yeah, I I know it today, man. You, you got me today. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, who's number four on your list? <laughs> <laughs> four through four through ten right now. <laughs> All right. Well, Patrick, these are the questions people want to know. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a week to think about them. Yeah, give and, me some homework. And, okay, I will next week. Yeah, that's yeah. what we had to do. We kind of been going on the fly. You know what? He's a, he's a pay, newspaper guy. Right? Like, I'm going to give you a little... Um, we want an article written up <laughs> by next week. Not a template. What am I looking for? What's the word? I'm giving you a... Uh, like a syllabus. Or a, uh, syllabus. Uh, like a guide? Like a, yeah, like a, sort, of a guide. sort of like a guide? You know what? I'm going to figure that out by next week. The word <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, we'll find the word of the day. And we're going to have an amazing segment <laughs> oh, next, we will. next week. I'll Patrick, prepared. thanks for hanging out, man. Yep. Thanks See you, P-Makes. Uh, bear down. Let's uh, <laughs> take a break. We'll come back. Go Sox. When we return, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us. We will talk ECU defensive line. We will have our 10 most important Pirates. Also, Steven ranked his in tiers. He's got every player listed. He'll have his tier-based rankings when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kinetic pt greenville online or excuse me visit kinetic pt greenville.com for more information now let's head back into prl here's clip rock welcome back pirate radio live on a wednesday 
Steven Igo hoists the colors, flipping through the Phil Steel pages. Phil Steel. You a Phil Steel guy, Igo? Of course. I got the digital copy this year along with the hard copy. Wow, you are a Phil Steel guy. Are you a Steel stand? A Steel stand. Not just. Are you a Steel guy? <laughs> you got to get with the program. What Igo, is, uh, what are your favorite college football resources? Serious question. Phil Steel. Booyah. You do the NCAA uh, stats.com. Stat to consider. <laughs> do you do, but you do like the um, analytics. What is it like? Pro football, Pro football focus? focus. Yeah. Another one too. Big game boomer. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Definitely big. If I had to rank my most important, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? What did you guys just ask me? Um, college football outlet. Uh, maybe most important resource. College resource. football outlet resources. Uh, number three would be Phil Still. Number two would be Pro Football Focus. Number one would be Big Game Boom. Booma. Speaking of which, Steve Shankweiler not on his list of tight end, co- uh, well, tight end coaches or offensive line coaches. We will talk to Steve Shankweiler. <laughs> ask Friday him about that. Ask him about that on Friday. I'm going to ask him about being left off that list. And I see. can't wait to see his reaction to, to what in the He'd heck say, is what? Big Game Boomer. What is Big Game Boomer? Uh, I'm going to break the news to him. Uh, softly and, and see get his thoughts on it all right let's officially welcome steven Igo into the program with a double by the texas rangers and this song i go i go i go i go he's the one you know Chandler go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. This song continues to grow. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. Can we just get back to the show? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hi, this is Mike Arashko. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Dave Doran lost to Coach Mo. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Ho, ho, ho! We should have Corey Glor saying hello. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hello. I go, I go, I go, I go. I go. This part's in slow mode. I go, I go, I go, I go. 
made me a sandwich. We are on two and a half plus minutes now. Ate that sandwich, and now it's fully digested. And it's becoming a game of chicken. How long will we really continue to do this? Until someone dies. One of us, right? Yes. One of us. Three? Well, I say until the end of the football season. No, that was never part of the agreement. I mean, the agreement was until one <laughs> dies. Okay, fine. No, in reality, as soon as like it's NC State week, we're going to forget about it, and it's going to disappear. And then like December will roll around, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we were supposed to update that song. You think you really think so? Yes. I don't think it's going to be like... Because you're going to have a, a Monday meeting with Troy D and Ellerby, and they're going to be like, we can't be wasting time on the oh, intro song. So if we're told to stop it, yes. we'll stop it. Uh, I have no plans to stop this intro. Song. Okay, <laughs> I mean it has really gotten me through some summer days, so I appreciate it's it. Pulled us through, but you're right. We're gonna have a lot more to talk about, including uh, such as in terms of today. In terms of a little, a little bit, bit short sure. today, I want to go ahead and get to the list. Let's do it. Um, CJ, you got your list. Whip it out. Igo's got his list. Chan, look at look at what Chandler did. I'm proud of the Chandler man. He uh, he's got notes. He took it serious. Wow, that's actually pretty good. That's, so I'm very, uh, very proud of Chandler here. Although I think he just copied it from Phil Steele. Now that um, I look at it, no, no, there you No, let me reiterate that. Hell no. <laughs> okay, all right. I did my own work, buddy. Okay, all right, buddy. Um, productive off season. It's a good note. Interesting note. All right, let's go with number ten. Now, we can do this one of two ways. We can go around the horn, or we can count down three, two, one, and I'll say our player at the same time. What would you like to do? Um, I'm taking – look, this is a democracy. That ball's foul. All right, let's go around the horn. CJ, who's your number 10? I wanted to fit him in somewhere, so I went Owen Daffer. Uh, there have been – there were quite a few times last year where we called – where the Pirates called on Owen to do – uh, something magical down the stretch. Um, the Magic Man. The Magic Man uh, won us the game against Navy with the, what was it, 54-yard field goal. Um, then there were other times earlier in the season, for example, missed a field goal early on against South Carolina. Missed his um, first extra point of the year, yeah. right? Not to, say, not to say he is specifically the reason the Pirates lost that game, but you have to say that played a factor. So, wow. Uh, he, I mean, he's an important factor of the game. All right, uh, number 10 for me, personal favorite, Rajay Harris. Uh, you want to – I'm not going to do the whole explanation thing unless I'm asked to. Let's, let's just oh. go to the list here. I'm going to um, say my player's name and then read exactly what I put. That's a lot of words, but go ahead. All right, hurry uh, up. So I went with Owen Daffer. Needed a kicker to come in and replace all-time leading scorer Jake Verity. Did a hell of a job for a true freshman last year. He was 19 for 23 on field goals. Big bounce back considering he missed the very first extra point of the year. Two-time specialist of the week in AAC last year. Led the league in field goal attempts and tied for first in field goals made. Important for him to stay consistent going forward and potentially be in the next Jake Verity. All right, number 10, I go. My number 10 player is Justin Red. He is a transfer from Norfolk State offensive lineman projected guard. Okay, number 9, CJ. I went Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number nine is Noah Henderson. I had a hard time. I had a very hard time offensive line and defensive line. I really want to hear Igo's list. I take more stock into what he says than just about anyone. But 
I had a hard time picking out what O-line and what D-line individually were most important. Uh, I took the right tackle, protecting Holden Naylor's blind side at number nine. Chandler. I went with uh, a transfer, Parker Moore. He brings Big 12 experience to the ECU offensive line. Huge frame. He's 6'4", 315 pounds. Can be a good combo with Noah Henderson on the opposite side. And he replaces another transfer we had last year in Justin Chase. Okay. I got um, Good pick. I think you can make a case for any offensive lineman in the top 10. But uh, I'm going Xavier Smith. I feel like he's got to get back to the guy that ECU uh, – that was an all-conference player for ECU a couple of years ago. I mean, inside linebacker play, I thought was hit or miss last year. Part of that was due to Xavier playing multiple positions this year. He's back at inside linebacker full-time. Okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but CJ having Keaton Mitchell number nine, I'm interested to hear the rest of his list. Uh, who do you have at number eight? Number eight, I have uh, CJ Johnson because the my reasoning was the first year we kind of saw uh, plenty of great stuff from second year. Um, some, I mean, you call it sophomore slump or whatever you want to call it. It was a down year. Um, if he plays closer to what he was first year, then that takes a lot of pressure off of Ryan Jones, and it provides a great target for Holden Aylers. All right, uh, number eight again. I, w- I was peer pressured into this pick by Phil Steele. I wanted to go Emmanuel Hickman, but again, I don't know. I feel like those guys are interchangeable. We'll find out when we do our D-line preview in a little while. But I went with the rocked-up guy, Rick DeBrew. Need a big year for Rick on the D-line. Chandler, number eight. I also went with Rick DeBrew. Three, 33 tackles, three and a half sacks last year, just a half of a sack. Half of a sack behind Emmanuel Hickman, who led the Pirates in sacks last year. Him and Morris are a good duo inside. Can not only cause havoc in the run game, but can put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Rocked-up guy can be a key focus for offensive linemen this year where they double team him and create opportunities for others on the defense to make a play opportunities i got opportunity i went jeremy lewis at number eight i think you have to be able to rush the passer and he is your best pass rusher outside of probably rick debrew pound for pound so i strongly consider debrew so i went lewis for number eight he led the team in pressures last year off the edge so i'm going with uh, jeremy i think he has even a better better year this season cj you're number seven I went Noah Henderson at number seven, pretty much for protection of the blind side for Holton. Uh, number seven, I went Owen Daffer. We've heard him talked about before. I like having a returning kicker, a guy that has made big kicks, as you guys said. He is the seventh most important pirate on my list, Owen Daffer. I'm going number seven for me, C.J. Johnson. He returns from an offseason suspension, has most experience in pirate wide receiver room besides Cy Hatfield, can step up and be a leader not just in the locker room but statistically on the field with Snead gone. Conley connection can be special because we saw that a few years ago against Cincinnati. I go. Number seven, this might be a bit of a reach, but I think they got to have another corner step up besides Malik Fleming. I'm going up pre-Washington, grad transfer from Buffalo. He's played a lot of football. Basically, it's going to be him, Demel Hickman, or Juwan Powell, I think, who ends up winning that job. And I think I've heard good things about a pre, so I'm going him. Basically, whoever starts at the other corner spot. So you've gone Washington, Lewis, X, Red. What's Red? O-line, deal. O-line. Guard. Okay. Yeah. So you've gone three defensive players, two newcomers, I go, so yeah. far on your list. Number six, CJ. Uh, I went Xavier Smith at linebacker. All right. Igo has him on his list. Number six, I thought this was more wishful thinking, but after hearing Igo have him on his list, I'm, I'm more excited about my pick. 
Jeremy Lewis. I, I hope we're looking at the end of the year saying, man, he was an important part of this defense, getting after the quarterback, forcing fumbles, forcing uh, ill-timed throws. Jeremy Lewis, number six, big year coming up for the Falcon. I have uh, Malik Fleming at number six. Has big shoes to fill with the absence of Jaquan McMillan. 34 tackles and two interceptions last year for Fleming. Nine pass breakups, which it was seven behind Jaquan's 16. Brings veteran experience to the room. I feel like he can perform to where teams are not wanting to throw his way a lot like last year with Jaquan. All right. I have Avery Jones, center at number six. Second year starting center. I think he's the middle of your offensive line, a key piece, and he's got NFL potential if it all comes together. So I'm going Avery Jones, number six. Number five. Five, I had Avery Jones, I guess, one spot above where I go had him. For many of the same reasons, and I just wanted to make sure I had a luck eye in there. Number five, I have Avery Jones, center. Uh, back-to-back years for Holt Nailers. Having a center. All right. Thank you. And, uh, again, this is key, that center quarterback exchange great to have a veteran there and uh, an important piece for the Pirates O-line this year. I'm going with the number five spot on my list, Rajay Harris, a part of one of the best running back duos in the conference slash country. Short down yardage back. He runs hard. Feels I feel comfortable with, feel comfortable with him at running back. If Keaton goes down, I hope that doesn't happen, but you do have a great one-two punch there with Harris and Mitchell. I go. Who's making your top five? Number five, I got Ryan Jones. Uh, difference maker at tight end. Matchup problem. Big-time talent. Could be higher. CJ. Number four, right? Number four. Yep. Final number, four. Number four, I have Miles Berry. Um, I think he's going to be a vocal leader of the defense and uh, he, I have one other person on the defense, and I think these two are going to be the most important vocal leaders, and they will kind of be the reason, or yeah, be the reason uh, the defense succeeds this year. All right, in that sentence, uh, yeah. I go. You said Ryan Jones could be higher. Well, he is higher on my list. He's number four. Uh, he is the most important piece to the passing game as we sit right now. Things could change. Uh, Winstead could step up. One of those other new receivers, C.J. Johnson, could be all the way back. But right now, Ryan Jones is, and I think will be, the most important piece to this passing game this year. He is my number four. Number four for me is the guy you just mentioned, Isaiah Winstead. My first question in my note says, can he be the offensive version of D.J. Ford last year, bring productivity to the wide receiver core and also grab hold of the locker room right away? Can he and Holton have a quick connection? <laughs> Number. <laughs> is there a problem there? No, no, sure. I see where you're going. Uh, if he's going to be the fourth most player, important player on the team, he's going to have to have a bigger impact on the field than DJ Ford did. Yeah. Number uh, number four for me is Keaton Mitchell, and I think if it wasn't for Rajay Harris, I would have him probably at number number one or two. Okay, uh, but just his electric—I mean, his ability to change a game in, in in one fell swoop. You could make an argument for him being number one just because he can change a game with with a single carry, a single catch, unlike anybody on the whole roster. So number four might be too low, but that's where I have him. It is number three. Uh, number number nine is real low. Go away. Number three, I have Ryan Jones. I won't speak on it. You guys already have. 
Number three, I have Malik Fleming. Man, it is good to have him back with Jaquan McMillan. Was it Nolan Johnson, the left I go? Yes. I mean, that corner position, who is going to step up? Well, we have a known commodity. I like to use that phrase around here. Malik Fleming has a lot of confidence in himself, and for pretty good reason. He's been a good football player. He is going to step up, be that number one cornerback, and a very important piece to this defense. Big year coming up for MF. Uh, Number three for me is a guy that we have talked about a lot, and I'm not going to say anything more about him, Ryan Jones. All right. Number three, I have Isaiah Winstead. Um, I, I think he's just – he's got number one receiver potential. It's just a matter of can he get in as a one-year player and do it here. He's produced everywhere he's been. He's proven he can stay healthy and be a productive FBS receiver. Uh, so I think he's he's got all the tools, and I think ECU needs a number one receiver. And, you know, C.J. Johnson is not on my list because, to me, you know, he's got to prove he can be – First of all, make the team full-time, and therefore I have Isaiah Winstead as my top receiver on my list. All right, number two, CJ. Number two, I've got Malik Fleming for many of the reasons you guys have already said. Uh, He's stepping into a big role that needed to be filled, and if he can do it, he's going to be the best defensive player on the team. Number two, I've got Holden Aylers, quarterback, East Carolina. That means you have Keaton Mitchell number one. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Keaton Mitchell's not important at all. So just rag on CJ. <laughs> I mean, so, that would be hilarious if he just lost them all. <laughs> what if I forgot about him? Maybe I did. Holden Aylers, number two, uh, obviously very important. Man, if he were, if if we played in a world where Mason Garcia is your quarterback this year, how do you feel? How many wins and losses? What's the war on that, Iga? Uh, I don't know. It's a, probably a question you can't answer. But you got to have a healthy big lefty at quarterback. So he's my number two most important player this year for ECU. Number two for me is the speedster, Keaton Mitchell. All right. I have Noah Henderson as my number two. Uh, To me, pass pro was an issue last year. And I think whether it's Noah Henderson, Bailey Malibic, Parker Moore, they have to be better at tackle. Now, Noah Henderson was, was really good at tackle last year considering everything he came back from. And so I think they need him to be, first off, on the field and available. Uh, but they just got to be good at tackle this year. And I think he's protecting Holton Aylers' blind side. I think offensive tackle play is critical to this season. All right. And number one on the list, CJ. I want to say first, I feel very peer pressured about this Keaton Mitchell thing. So thanks, guys. It is your personal job. list. And uh, I don't want to peer pressure anybody. I, I'm sorry if I did that. You're right. Well, we'll probably talk about it after, but I do feel pretty And that swayed. was a crappy apology by me. Don't say I'm sorry if I did that because I did that. I remember doing it. So I'm not sorry if I did that. I'm sorry that I did that. And my full apologies to you. My number one is Holton Aylers. Okay. Guys, what's the most important thing on a football team? Quarterback. Wrong. That is the second most important. First most important team chemistry is to have. I'm talking more of a. I mean, you asked the question. I'm answering. <laughs> Offensive line Did you play. Mean to do that. <laughs> no, keep going. You're, you're tackling. Nah. Physicality. Not, not important at all. Toughness. No. You gotta have a game changer. A playmaker, an X factor, a guy that can take the ball from the twenty and take it all the way down the field Just for a touchdown. Happened. A game changer, and that guy on this roster, that guy. 
that that Reggie Bush on this roster, that Michael Vick on this roster, that Lamar Jackson, that is Keaton Mitchell. Got to have one of those guys on the team to take you to the next level. It is hard. It is really hard to have eight play, 10 play, 12 play drives that end in touchdowns. You need a guy that can do it on one play. If not, you're just a normal old sorry-ass football team. We're not that. We've got the game changer. His name is Keaton Mitchell, and he is the most important player on this ECU roster. Chandler. Holt Nailers. Steven. Holt Nailers is my number one. He's your quarterback. He's your fifth-year guy. I think the second half of last year was the most consistent ball we've played, especially after that Houston game. He made great decisions, and I think if he does that for a full season with the pieces around him, this offense can be really good, but if you don't have the quarterback, nothing else matters. Nobody can get the ball to the running back without a quarterback, unless you direct snap it. I agree. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, <laughs> like when we had Patrick Peeney throw for 13 touchdowns for a championship team in 2000. Oh yeah, because hey, yeah, there's there's four defensive linemen and that are going to play in the NFL <laughs> on this D line. Was that okay? So he wasn't the most important person on that team. That was a that was a unicorn team. Chris Johnson, the most important player on the 2007 team, just like Keaton Mitchell is on this team. I mean, if Keaton Mitchell turns into the next Chris Johnson, yes, that's a that's pretty high praise. There you go. All right, there's the list. We had a lot of overlapping names there. I go had some newcomers that I didn't have, uh, but it sounds like pretty much we agree uh, across the board who the mostly the top ten to twelve guys are. I know me and CJ and, had Owen Daffer at 10. We had somebody else, so there was a couple of similarities there. I had Owen Daffer at 7. I didn't have Owen Daffer on my list. And that's a damn shame. Did he come <laughs> Did mean, he come close? Did you question putting him on there at all? I mean, if I usually do a top 25 uh, most important players countdown on Hoist of Colors. I, I would probably have him. Mike Mullis would have. That's way too many. I'd probably have him at 20. That's way too many players, Steve. Oh, my gosh. Way. I mean, kickers are important, but... I wouldn't have him top ten. I thought about putting Alex Harper on there, long snapper, uh, for, <laughs> first year have. with the program. Uh, this is a very difficult assignment. I appreciate you guys taking it serious and doing it. And it all depends on, like you said, Clip, how you, you know, what is most important to you, right? To I will say you all made good points about Keaton Mitchell, and you've swayed me into thinking I would have had him closer to five. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather sway than bully. So I'm glad to hear that. I listened. I listened. Yeah. I was open-minded. I want to see you do like a coach's poll where you put one co- or like a team at nine and you're like, wait, hold on. Maybe I should put them at four. <laughs> Everybody else is like, no, 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 no. They're like a top three team. Like, okay. I mean, it's, it's tough to do, Jeff. In fact, uh, tough, Jeff. you know what I'd like to do? Well, i has got his. Can you screenshot it, Igo? Do you, what do you have yours on uh, phone or can you screenshot it? I would like to go back, say – by week or week six and revisit this list okay and, would, yeah that'd be good and update it let's do that that'll cool. be fun cool. Cool. now rank your 10 least important players all right uh <laughs> cj number 10 which would be well let's start at number one and we'll work our way down to 10 who will be the least important do we have a backup kicker there's like three other kickers on the roster Laith Marwan, Carson Smith, and Andrew Conrad. I, I remember you said Carson Smith, so that's the answer for me. There you go. All right, uh, I'm going David Chapeau. <laughs> I, you know anything about him? 
He's a walk-on transfer punter from Air Force. Yep. Uh, and this I support- is terrible. <laughs> and he he left the military. He's a draft dodger. Wow. <laughs> this guy's this last. This is terrible, guys. He's last on my list. I'm going Jonathan Coleman. Like, really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I go. You're up. We all name one. Now you got to. Nemo Squire. Uh, I was just kidding, but I'll go. Um, Alex Flynn. No, no. I'll go uh, one of the kickers, Carson Smith. All right. There you go. And this is more of motivation, but Drew Dodder makes my list this year, but he's a half-lock hey, guy. Relax. And relax. He's, he's going to get off this list and be and make an impact. So there you go. Uh, we'll continue this list when we return. Also, no, we, we will won't. talk ECU defensive <laughs> line. Uh, Shirley, let's go ahead and open up the booty bag, though, and make somebody a winner here on a day. All right, Shirley, what's on your list to give away today? $15 gift card, courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. Oh, uh, mm. man, I could go for some wings. What are those called? What are, what are, what, what, what's that called? What is that called? The Tender Sandwiches! They're the best! I like Check the, them out. Uh, the Shirley favorite, the Garlic Parm Fries. A good side to have with your chickens. All right, 317-1250, what call are you looking for? 12. Call 12. Call right now. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the uh, business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, uh, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Ryan Harris of Winterville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered, Wings Over Greenville has you covered. With no third party needed, they have their own in-house delivery service. And be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Open till 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Wings Over has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We need to knock out another position preview. So let's do that right now with Steven Igo, Shirley Rhodes. What do you got? What's your favorite position? Defensive. Line. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. Defensive line, Igo. This is a position group that has been molded for many years now. I don't know what type of molding you're doing over there, but... Looks Show like, me a correct molding, if you would. <laughs> like, you're like... You're... Okay. You know what? You're right. You're right. Thank you like, for calling me out. Yours you're you're half-assing. Yours will be kind of sloppy in the end. You gotta, you gotta, like, truly mold it, you know? <laughs> okay, so I was doing molding from the Montgomery era. Just yes. kind of trying to piece something together. Put them out on yep. the field, see what happens. This staff 
has been more like the movie Ghost, um, which was before all of y'all's time. Ghost? Ghost. That famous scene where, isn't that what it's called? With um, Alien? Demi Moore. (laughs) I go, are ghosts and aliens the same thing? No, they're not the same things, but they both exist. Um, Yeah, Ghost movie. Uh, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. That famous scene where they are... Swayze's got his arms around to me more. They're molding the clay. Right. That's that's what you're talking about. Yes. Right. We need to move on from that. Please. Um, now, my question is, and we just had our list, so I put Rick DeBrew on the list. You did as well. Mm-hmm. I go, did you have any defensive linemen on your list? I did not. And, <clears throat> Unless and, you count Jeremy Lewis, who I still say is more of a linebacker. Okay, yeah, I had him as well. And I think the point of that is we all agree we have good players there. Very good. But at this point, are they? is anybody separating themselves from the others or are they interchangeable? It sounds like we're saying we got a good group of interchangeable guys to put on the D-line, but Hickman, Morris, DeBrew, that's your top three. Yeah. I said a lot there. What am I trying to say? I think they're very interchangeable. Um, six, seven, eight deep, but I, I think those guys have started for a reason. Manny Hickman, Rick DeBrew, Elijah Morris, they have the most experience because they've earned the right to start due to their consistency in terms of habits, in terms of learning the defense, the coaches' trust, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've separated themselves for sure. Kids, this is easy for me to say, fat guy behind a microphone, but, man, sliding is an important technique that you need to practice, need to work on. I know it's tough when you're going into second, but that late slide there, I go, just about ripped that guy's leg apart. Yeah, it's – and, and two, you know, when you talk, you know transition from D-line to sliding, you're trying to figure out how to make a, a transition there because usually the only time you're sliding is if you're a quarterback and you're trying to evade a defensive lineman. But, uh, it I'm is, talking about Major League yeah, Baseball right now. It is an important aspect as we see this guy almost uh, break his ankle. Gross. And pop off the bag in an important, crucial situation. And right into the gunage. See the elbow going there? Right. Yeah. Let's get back on I track. Know, that, this is I mean, my fault. What? This is my fault. Uh, blame me. I should be the one distracted by this game yeah. as a Mariners fan. You're right. Let's get back to it. I feel like the first name Blake Harrell brought up when I said behind the, the top three, uh, Xavier McIver was the next one. I mean, really, that whole next group, like. Does that include where? Yeah, Sarad Ware, Xavier McIver, Deontay Johnson, um, Jason Schufer's probably a little behind them because he actually moved to offensive line and is now back on the defensive line for uh, preseason as far as I understand it. But really that entire group, like that's six guys, seven guys maybe, and that's not even counting the newcomers. So I feel good about all six of those guys. And Chad Stevens, who we haven't even talked about yet, is right behind Manny Hickman. He's more of a defensive end rather than an outside linebacker now, so I would include him on the defensive line. And so, I mean, they are legit – Five, six, seven, eight deep. How about a guy that gave the Pirates fits last year, Chandre Mims? I mean, that's the thing, too, is the dude was an FCS All-American. Uh, he was an all-conference defensive lineman. He's coming in as a grad transfer. He's played like 1,500 snaps at the FCS level, at a high level. And he's probably going to be like your second-string defensive tackle, maybe even third-string. And that's the type of depth you have on the D-line right now. 
And so I, I just feel really good about this group. I mean, it's, it's in as great a position as it's been in a long time. I don't think they had the top-end talent like C.J. Wilson, Limble Joseph, Scotty Robinson, Jay Ross. Like I don't know if I look at this group and say there's multiple NFL defensive linemen here. I do see some traits in some guys, but they got to be more explosive in terms of difference-making plays. Right. But like you can roll them out in numbers right now and get above-average play two, three deep. Speaking on Mims, real quick, uh, his brother on the team. What's his first name? CJ. He is. Or are you asking about the incoming transfer or the younger brother? The okay. younger. So CJ Mims, both players are actually incoming. Because Perry Owens brought him up yesterday. Yeah, talking Washington. West Craven. Yeah, he'll be a true freshman, and he'll probably redshirt just with all the depth ahead of him. So we'll see uh, Shondre, maybe not CJ. Yeah, I think you're for sure. You'll see Shondre. I mean, he came in as a grad transfer with one year left, so he's going to play. And CJ, I think, is going to redshirt. The the true freshman that could play is JD Lampley, who had a phenomenal spring. It's just that that position is so deep. And so many of those guys are in the same class. Like, how, you know, I think they want to separate them out a little bit because you don't want all those guys to graduate in the same year. So, I go, if you had to rank one defensive lineman who was the most important, who would it be? Because you didn't have one on your top 10, but you all, you think they're all important. Who's your, your can't miss guy? I think the guy with the highest ceiling is Rick DeBrew. You know, you just see some, uh, (laughs) you see some like, extremely explosive athletic traits with him and i think he can become a dominant interior player like elijah morris is really steady but i don't see maybe the same explosiveness now he has gotten a lot more explosive compared to where he was his first game as a true freshman walk-on not saying he can't be a a really oh that's gone uh leo rodriguez this guy is is incredible um but i I think rick debru is just he's got a chance to be an all-conference guy you know, maybe a pro one day. And, you know, J.D. Lampley, I think, eventually can get there, but as a true freshman, I don't think you can count on that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just really like that position. I think Deontay Johnson is kind of a sleeper for me. He was a dominant dominant high school wrestler at 290 pounds. And so, like, those guys who have elite feet and good hands, yeah. like those, that's what you want. Interesting. That's, a, that's an interesting tidbit there. Uh, I go, let's keep the rankings going. Rank your position groups, D-line, linebacker, secondary. Where does this ECU D-line rank amongst the defensive side of the ball? Where does this ECU defensive line rank? So, like, if I had to... Out of the three. Linebacker, secondary. So, we're going secondary, secondary all is one. Um, hmm. Just because there's so many different positions. But I, I would go D-line, like, if I had to say what group am I most confident in. Not the highest upside, I would say defensive line. Okay, they're a strength of this team. You think? Uh, absolutely. Okay. You can, to me, like I'm looking at the fronts and I'm saying that's the strength of the team, which is weird for me to say because yeah. we've talked every year about how if ECU can hold up in the trenches, like, I don't think that's a problem this year. Even if you lose, knock on wood, two to three guys to injury, like I think you're going to be fine up front. All right. There you go. Uh, any recruiting news regarding defensive linemen? So the biggest thing with the D-line recruiting-wise is they're trying to add more length and speed off the edge. And, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of talking about that because we're talking about defensive ends. But, you know, in reality, it's more the outside linebacker group like Jeremy Lewis. They're trying to add more of those guys. Cause I think we can bring that into this conversation. 
because Lewis yeah. is going to be rushing. I mean, he's more playing on he's, the line. Yeah, and and he is a key. Uh, he was on a lot of our list as far as most important players. Who's uh, who's behind him? Let's bring him into the conversation. Who's behind Jeremy Lewis? So they brought in you know depth of that position is extremely important because last year it wasn't great. But they brought in Jack Powers from Nevada. He went through spring practice and he's just like your steady, reliable player. He was a part-time starter at Nevada. He's a good special teams player. Like Jeremy is probably the better pass rusher, but if Powers has to go out there, you know he's going to do his job. You know he's got some ability to uh, to rush the passer as well. And just noticing what you're drawing, um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just drawing. Uh, but but I just think those two guys you feel good about. They need a third person in that room to step up and behind Stevens and Emmanuel Hickman like Josiah Robinson's a transfer from Michigan State who's been in the program a couple years now Elijah Robinson has been in the program a couple years now um, you got some other guys in that room so like if you could get one more guy on the edge I think you feel really good about that room too and you were about to say that's something they're looking at on the recruiting trail right now yeah they got three commitments for the edge room I mean they got a 6'5 guy who's 220 pounds Devoris Jenkins from um the charlotte area they got two kids from georgia uh so i think it's definitely an an area where they've already made it an emphasis now they just got to hold on to the players it's not unique to football but i feel like there's been a bigger emphasis on it even in the last like 15 years or whatever 10 what with you want to get the next miles garrett or von miller or that guy you know it used to be we got to have the middle the best middle linebacker right now it's that edge rusher and it's, if you got a good one, you can wreak havoc on offenses. I mean, you look at the NFL now, it's like everything, and we've talked about this before, but it's all about pass rushing off the edge and having kind of a shutdown corner. And I think that's kind of trickled down in the college because the game is so spread and relies on that. So, like, to be a dominant middle linebacker now is almost like a unicorn yeah. because you can't really be elite against the run and against the pass or you're just a – you know, you look at the NFL draft – how many inside linebackers are going in the top 10 versus pass rushers and corners? Yeah. I mean, those are the positions that people covet because those are the positions you have to be good at. Good stuff. Uh, anything else on the D-line? We good there? No, I mean, I just think it's uh, – I think Roy Tesh has done an incredible job of kind of developing that room these last few years. I mean, he coaches them hard at practice. So I think he deserves a shout-out. And also, Tim Douse, he coaches the edge kids, you know, the Jeremy Lewis's, the Emmanuel Hickman's. And then I've always kind of wondered, like, how it all comes together. Like, they're clearly responsible for different things, but kind of what those meetings are like when they're trying to put together a defensive game plan. But I think both those uh, position coaches, you know, have ECU in a really good spot right now. Steve and I go hoist the colors. You hang out? Yeah, yeah, I'm hanging out. All right, he's hanging out. Uh, Watching uh, the Mariners do it again. Julio Rodriguez, love him. Three-run bomb at the bottom of the seventh. bomb to give Seattle a 4-2 lead. All right, we'll uh, watch the Mariners. We'll talk more uh, football with Igo. We will take a timeout. Don't forget, coming up 6 o'clock, Troy D, one-on-one with John Gilbert. Pirate Radio Podcast. You can hear it for the first time coming up at 6 o'clock today. We got Mike Houston and Steve Shankweiler coming up Friday on PRL. A lot of ECU football talk. Tis the season. We're back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market today. The Dow was up uh, 436 points and closed at 32,197. NASDAQ was up 469 points at 12 and the S&P was also up 102 points at 4,023. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, the Chan Man, and Stephen Iga, Hoist the Colors, joining us here today. I go uh, been dropping some pods here lately, including one coming up with uh, our very own Glenn Griffin. Is that right? That is the plan. Yeah, we're working out a uh, time to get him on the show, and we're, we're scheduled for Sunday right now. And, you know, I could do this with you too, Clip, but just kind of want to, like, talk about the behind the scenes of covering practice and doing the interview process more so than, like, another season preview but what it's like kind of the grind of going to practices going to press conferences asking the right questions but who are the best interviews we've talked about that a lot over the years too but just kind of get glenn's take on that stuff um and kind of some different things as well during during our time covering east carolina athletics big dog's been busy we've been dropping a lot of videos we dropped our field of dreams yesterday the shirley roads shouting in the back of a truck earlier this morning and we got one featuring uh, our very own Chandler Honeycutt, which is coming out very soon. Uh, the uh, Impressions Man. Yeah, can't wait for that one. I think people will enjoy that one. And uh, I go, what did you think about the Field of Dreams video that we did? We're very proud of it. What about I, you? I thought it was excellent. Patrick Mason said it was pretty good. I don't like the way you said excellent. You didn't say it with enough excitement. <laughs> so. I thought it sucked. Is I, that better? I know how I go felt about it. He retweeted it. Which is pretty rare for I guess. Okay, yeah. If I really enjoy no, something, I, I retweet. He's not a big retweet guy. Yeah. So I that that it. made me feel good. I don't like usually retweeting uh, like when I'm coming on the show unless it's really important. Or if we're talking about something really cool. Like I don't think I retweeted today. I go, I got a question for you. What's up, man? Did your eyebrows get darker or your hair get lighter? Both. I thought about the same thing. So my we've talked about this before, remember? Shirley Rose pointed out during the summer yes, your hair my, gets lighter. No, my wife, she's a hairdresser. She says I look better with darker eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, she colors them. <laughs> all right, all right. But and but today, your hair looks like you like slim shady. Nice air, by the way. Uh, but I think as I get in the summer, as you spend more time outside, as you, if you're blonde, yeah, my hair does the same thing. Yeah. All right, just curious. Yeah. Do your eyebrows get lighter in the summer? I don't know. My hair used to be a lot lighter than it is now. You're kind of lacking uh, in the eyebrow game. I, I'm not a very hairy guy, other than my head. I think you're very hairy. I'm not. I haven't seen your body, though. I mean, I'm I'm looking at nothing. <laughs> Do you mind if we see it? I don't even have any taco meat on my chest. A little taco meat on my chest. I got nothing going on got there. A little taco meat on my chest. Not a lot going on in the pit department. Pit? So you got <laughs> on naked pit pits? 
they're not naked but it's like just straggling a little bit for sure do wrestlers shave their armpits yeah you know who shaves everything on their body (laughs) swimmers and it it kills me we've talked about that dude (laughs) all right uh really playing out the string here what are you drawing yeah what are you drawing alan thomas a damn you're just doodling yeah doodling i just like to doodle steven uh let's see mariners doing good any broncos news as they report uh, okay Not russell really. wilson what is he in high school wore his jersey to the first day of camp dude russell wilson is the man oh <laughs> hey you know what yeah, i'm not gonna lie if i was not a broncos fan i would think russell wilson's like the there is dude alive. there is one thing i do want to say broncos country let's freaking ride <laughs> let's ride baby so yeah, you have to, man. You're gonna have to turn into uh, like a big Russell fan now. I don't think I can. Uh, I mean, to me, are you not a Russell fan? No, I'm not saying I'm not a Russell fan. He's my quarterback, so I'm gonna be a fan. But like, I can't buy into his persona quite yeah. yet. Like, I think I have to see him play and like win games. Uh, he just kind of kind of comes off kind of fake to me. It's almost too good to be true type yeah. of thing. And I think he is a really good dude. I think so. I think he tries like almost too hard. And I, I wonder how how he is in the locker room. Like, can he rally the troops? That is a concern yeah. I have about my quarterback. Apparently, everybody hates him. Well, I mean, we know that Carson Wentz is not – like, he doesn't even do anything. Russell Wilson is almost too much. I don't even hear about Carson Wentz doing anything. Maybe that's why they don't like him. He, like, doesn't even talk yeah. to anybody. Russell Wilson's the opposite where he, like, crack. hey, who's the new guy in the room? Hey, what's up? I don't know. He, he does seem a, a little corny, but – Tell you what, he's uh he's a player. And by the way, I go, my team, we did this a couple Fridays ago, my team to make the playoffs, that missed the playoffs last year, out of the whole entire NFL, the Denver Broncos. I heard that segment and I almost texted you, but And do you like my reasoning? They're gonna do something they haven't done in like seven years. Yeah. Beat the Chiefs. I think they are gonna beat the Chiefs, and I think they're gonna beat the Chiefs. You know, I don't love the opening game at Seattle, but I feel like they're going to get off to a really good start and build on that momentum. They got a pretty easy schedule early, which is crucial for a new quarterback coming in. You got to have that time to get things right. But, um, Charlie, do we have take your pick sound effect as Igo's wrapping up his sentence? While she looks for it, take your pick. Are you going to poo poo my pick for the team that is going to make the playoffs this year that didn't last year, like Garrett Short did? It better not be the Chargers. It's the Carolina Panthers. Oh, well. The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Come on, man. CJ picked the Chargers. The Chargers, I mean, they probably will just because they're expanding the playoffs, but the Chargers are the most overrated team every year until they actually do something. All right. We don't have to take your pick, uh, but I, you, I already did it. Uh, who are you drafting? Who should we draft first off the board this year in our fantasy drafts? Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? Uh, Cortland Sutton. Hmm. Okay. Jerry Judy has the higher ceiling, but something about him worries me. I just feel like there are times when he seems disengaged. And I don't want to say he could be a bust because I think Mm. we'll find out for sure this year, but something like he just seems kind of timid when I've watched him in the past, like going over the middle. He doesn't seem extremely comfortable in tight coverage, whereas Cortland Sutton is just a grown man. And I think he's going to be a great deep ball target for russell wilson i think kj hamler is the sleeper he's like the he's almost like tyler lockett the problem is he's coming off a torn acl but he's like that slot receiver that's four three speed 
But if he can get healthy, I think he could be a fantasy boom type of guy. Uh, but I don't know. Judy's kind of weird. He's a weird one for me to read because, like, when I envision Russell Wilson, I see him throwing deep a lot. Yeah. And I almost see Judy as more like over the middle, like short stuff, making plays after the catch. I want him as my my breakout guy. Like I had CD Lamb, Judy. I want Judy to be that guy I mean, he this could year. Easily be. But uh, yeah. for what you're saying, I'm scared to make him that guy. Just something about him worries me. Now, he could maybe look like a fool because, I mean, I feel like he has that type of talent. They just had to figure out how to mesh Russell Wilson's style with this receiving core. But um, it's definitely intriguing. So, new quarterback, new coach and everything. If I go, like, Cup, Kelsey, if I start drafting and realize, uh uh-oh, I need a running back, would you be comfortable with Javante Williams being a number one on your fantasy team? Like a true number one? That you just answer my question. Yeah, I mean, I, too much Melvin Gordon. With Melvin Gordon there, stuff. he's going to take a lot. Yeah. Love the fantasy football talk. Love the ECU football talk. I go. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Hoistacolors.net, VIP chat, podcast. It's all there. John Gilbert. I know you guys had a podcast with Jonathan Gilbert as well. We did too. And uh, download them Jonathan both. Jonathan Gilbert. Stack them up. Listen to them back to back. I mean, back. the best thing about multiple interviews is multiple different questions i say you listen to them back to back and compare the interviews put one on the phone one on the computer listen to them at the same time and then rank them <laughs> rank, them. rank your idea. top 10 interviews shirley cj chandler will see you thursday see you three tomorrow. o'clock pirate radio live for i go and the crew i'm clip brock so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation